2: You got
3: coronavirus. I believe in the sand beneath my toes. The beach gives a feeling and a deep feeling. I believe in the faith.
2: Don't be a turkey this Thanksgiving. This is not a normal Thanksgiving. It's a better than normal Thanksgiving. It's a deeper Thanksgiving. It's a more meaningful Thanksgiving. Mariah loves me so much, she's not coming to celebrate Thanksgiving with me. That's how much she loves me. Oh, good for you. You have sheriffs upstate who have said, I'm not going to enforce the law. That's not a law enforcement officer, that's a dictator. I don't consider them a law enforcement officer because you don't have the right to pick laws that you think you will enforce and you don't enforce laws that you don't agree with so you're not a law enforcement officer if that's the way you run your law enforcement agency i don't consider it a law enforcement agency so don't ask me for help uh and uh I want to make sure people understand that I am gay, I am disabled. That's the underlying point of this discussion.
3: I agree with that.
2: You are fake news. I'm sorry, I thought this was America, huh? Isn't this America? Very fake news. COVID is all an overreaction to hopes. I'm not wearing a mask, I'm not following these rules. That is
3: correct. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Skank's free,
0: where he is. Take your
4: porn, bash it, bash it.
0: i I can't do it we'll do it live fuck it
4: do it live i'll write it and we'll do it live
0: hello and welcome to the show it is a great show it is a terrific show it is a tremendous show frankly the best you can ask anyone about that people often do this is beauty and the beta my name is matt christensen i'm flanked on my right as always by my wonderful co-host blonde welcome hello Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving, no matter what your governor had to say about it. Thanks for your patience with our absence on Wednesday as well. But we are back at it as usual with all the week's news, including the Kraken uh, has apparently been filed. Sidney Powell sneaks in federal lawsuits in Georgia and Michigan on Thanksgiving Eve. There may be more coming. We'll review the claims and her supporting evidence simultaneously. Rudy Giuliani and Jenna Ellis have a hearing with Pennsylvania state legislators to review claims of fraud in that state as Trump's recounts and lawsuits are facing longer odds by the days and the weeks. Meanwhile, most ridiculous story of the week, the most wanted man in Canada, the infamous terrorist known not for bombings or beheadings, but uh, indoor BBQ dining in defiance of government order. He has been captured and detained since release, though. By an overwhelming police force. If I didn't know, and I watched some of this footage, I would think this was the scene of a terrorist's arrest. Yeah. yeah. The numbers are something like 97 cops, 80 cops. I saw. A huge amount of police to bust a guy for serving BBQ sandwiches at lunchtime. That was an emergency in Canada while we were all enjoying our turkey holiday. And as we close the show, it's easy to feel blackpilled about... Uh, all of the uh, Corona setbacks and about the election and all that. But the Supreme court does provide some hope. They stayed faithful to the constitution and struck down Andrew Cuomo's regulations on houses of religious worship. Amy Coney Barrett is the difference in that decision, not only in the five, four decision itself, but in the decision to hear the case. So, uh, you know, no matter what happens with the election, uh, the justices that sit on the court remain an achievement of the president and give us a little bit of hope in times that need a little hope. Plus, nothing will cheer you up better than a pair of hoax hate letters to close. Hoax hate letters are always great. These are explicit. They have slurs. They have all the swears. They have all the things you want to hear. We'll take a look at those before we get out of here.
5: Extra hoaxy, too.
0: And uh, yes. And one is holiday. One is Christmas themed. That's always fun. Uh, and we will check in on Super Chats uh, on YouTube. Streamlives and DLive as well. Ten bucks and up on the sunday show because of course we are no good lowdown money grabbers it will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material remember you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website that's matt one of the many things we have featured over on the website is special deals from friendly listener owned businesses of course this week's feature business is our friends over at hero soap company
2: do you love
0: freedom Do you love being clean? Then you'll love
4: Hero Soap Company. Made in the USA. Chemical and fragrance free. A
0: portion of each purchase donated to veteran and first responder charities. Initial subscription purchase is matched bar for bar and sent overseas to deploy troops. Let
4: freedom clean. Hero Soap Company.
0: Well, if you've been listening to the show, you know all about the all-natural, fantastic-smelling, pro-America, pro-veteran, and 1st Responder soap from Hero Soap Company. But Hero now, now has exciting new offerings for the holidays. With the purchase of a Freedom Bundle, you can gift your friends or family members with six different bars all shipped for free. Or maybe you've been wanting to try Hero Soap, but you're not necessarily a soap bar person. You're in luck. Hero is now offering liquid soaps in three fresh scents that smell just as great as the bars do. Of course, you can always subscribe to have Hero delivered straight to your door on a monthly basis, so you never have to remember to buy soap again. And as always, Hero Soap offers 10% off all their products to listeners of this show using the promo code MCLISTENER. That's herosoapcompany.com, promo code MCLISTENER. You can find everything you need from Hero Soap, plus other special deals from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Charity Swipes, Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more. Over at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals, deals for listeners, by listeners. Well, did you see the news breaking just before we went live? Yeah. No, no, No pun intended, I guess.
5: <laughs> if you think this is the start of something bigger.
0: I, I, I tweeted out, so this is how they're going to kill him off. I've
2: been wondering,
0: <laughs> yeah. what's it going to be? How are they going to get Biden out of the way to sweep right. in the uh, communist revolutionaries for which he stands? <clears throat> well... Uh, Breaking just before we went live, Joe Biden has twisted his ankle while playing with his dog and he's being examined by his doctor. Maybe he already has been because it's now being reported that he has has a hairline fracture in his foot and he Mm -hmm. will require a walking boot for several weeks.
5: Is he going to have a cane?
0: I don't know. I don't know. But maybe maybe he needs surgery later on. He goes into the hospital. He gets coronavirus. He dies. It's Trump's fault. And they install their new person. Maybe he trips down his basement stairs because the walking boot is very difficult to walk and he hits his head and he passes away. Is this just a simple hairline fracture that we all suffer playing with our dog? Or is this the start of what we've all been waiting for? The completion of this timeline. You decide. Well, history will be made. History was made yesterday. This uh, on Saturday when uh, (laughs) Vanderbilt university senior Sarah Fuller became the first woman ever to play in a power five conference college football game. Fuller is a soccer player. This this is everything you love. This is women's empowerment plus football. Great moment. She's a, she's a a soccer player at, uh, at Vanderbilt. And she made history with a 30 yard squib kick to open the second half. Here was the scene in the Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt Mizzou game.
4: And the kick down at the 35-yard line. Sarah happy Thanksgiving. What a day. What a day. Honestly, it's just so exciting. And the fact that I can represent, like, the little girls out there who have wanted to do this or, you know, Thought about playing football or any sport, really, and it encourages them to be able to step Wonder out again. and do something big like this. So it's awesome. I just want to tell like all the girls out there that you can do anything you set your mind to. Like you really can, and if you have that mentality all the way through, like you can do big things.
0: You can do big things, like mm. kick a ball thirty yards, half the distance a man probably would. You could lose to Mizzou forty-one to nothing, <laughs> which was the oh final score of the game. Uh, big accomplishments now ironically fuller had a play like a girl uh insignia on the back of her helmet and she advertised this moment all over twitter i'm going to be playing in my play like a girl helmet and i guess she really lived up to the mantra
5: um i mean do i really have to tell girls that they can't do anything that they want to do you <laughs> cannot do certain things you're incapable of it don't even try Don't even bother trying. One of those things is participating in any male sport. Don't bother. You're going to suck at it.
0: Now, Vanderbilt was so bad that Fuller did not get a field goal attempt or another kick attempt. That was it. So that was the only that was her only appearance that was history making. Now, why was she out there kicking? Because other kickers were unavailable due to coronavirus. So all the other (laughs) eligible kickers had to quarantine. Because of exposure or uh, because of exposure to the virus or contracting it. But coach Derek Mason maintained that Sarah was the team's best option and insisted that 30 yard squib kick was actually by design. He said uh, he said in part that, uh, that that was exactly what she was being asked to do was just plant the ball down on their 35 without allowing them to return it. And she did that perfectly, said the coach.
5: I don't know what any of this means, but I could tell that she sucks. At it.
0: <laughs> Twitter users were speculating they, they did that on purpose to stop a return as well, because if that player grabbed the ball and ran it back, that makes Sarah eligible to be absolutely destroyed by a male player who could come and block her, hit her. And that, that didn't happen, uh, which would prove that uh, she is not prepared to hit like a guy or get hit like a guy. <laughs> but
5: Whatever, yeah, more women in, in male sports. This is hilarious. This is just gonna destroy the whole industry. <laughs> um super lame anyway. I don't know why anybody's watching sports. Why no
0: no word in this report if Sarah will kick again for Vanderbilt. They are scheduled to play ninth ranked Georgia in their final game of the season on Saturday. Vanderbilt is still seeking their first win of the season. They are an SEC worst 0 and eight, but in stunningness and bravery, they are. <sighs> Undefeated. I'm sure this strategy will work out soon. They'll get that uh, elusive win once uh, Sarah kicks a game-winning field goal. I can't wait to see it.
5: In five years, is every sporting event just going to be like teams of trannies and chicks? Is that how it's going to (laughs) be? There'll be
0: no more male sports? That would be ironic. That'd be a weird twist.
5: Yeah, fine. Okay, whatever. Or
0: only men play as transgender women in the WNBA. But the NBA is actually women who, uh, I don't know, who... Dunk about as well as this chick kicks.
5: We'll see. I was at a restaurant yesterday and I, on the TV, w- were these two super dikey tatted up chicks in some kind of UFC fight? I don't know. MMA. Hmm. Is that only dudes? I, but I, just, I think there's
0: female MMA fighting, right? There was a big uh, there was a big uh, controversy because Fallon Fox was a transgender man, like a biological uh, man fighting right. women. Yeah.
5: Yeah, yeah, but it just—I was watching it, and I'm like, people want to pay to watch dykes kick the crap out of each other. This is end of civilization nonsense.
0: I, I guess I, I guess I can, I, I can sort of get the appeal there—the appeal of an actual man beating up a chick.
5: I mean, I, mean, I guess what
0: I'm saying is, people all like of us watching. Can sign
5: up for that, right?
0: I don't want to watch that, but people I like would watching chicks fight. Much prefer
5: watching that.
0: <laughs> yes. No, but well, they aren't hot
5: chicks. They're not like mud wrestling. It's yeah. like. You know, two softball-looking chicks. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I know you got a soft spot for the old uh, Moldylocks punch to the face when the patriarchy hits you really hard. That's some of uh, your preferred entertainment, no doubt. That's true. Well, in uh, moving into real news, tell me about the (laughs) Michael Flynn pardon, which is way more important than that kick. But you know, you got to start somewhere.
5: Yeah, I mean, I guess no surprise here. But uh, Trump pardoned uh, Michael Flynn on Wednesday, which ended this years long prosecution and the Russia investigation Um, Flynn twice pled guilty to lying to the FBI. Obviously this was just entrapment. And then every, you know, all of these outlets are like, then he reversed himself before the justice department stepped in to dismiss his case. Everything I read about this, I I took these notes from the AP, but it's Hmm. just, it's, it's just mind blowing how they're able to turn this around on somebody that just (laughs) got roped into this horrible situation um, it's this poor guy. So Trump tweeted, um, it's my great, great honor to announce that general Michael T Flynn has been granted a full pardon. Congratulations to him and his wonderful family. I knew he will be having a truly fantastic Thanksgiving. So good on Trump. Um, we covered this like a few, was it a few months ago when the justice department moved to dismiss the case? I think it was.
0: Yeah. And then Emmett Sullivan, the judge intervened and, and basically right. acted right. as the prosecution in a very bizarre move.
5: Yeah, and then made yeah. a bunch of um, controversial public statements about it. So uh, because of this pardon, Flynn is spared the possibility of any prison sentence. Um, so, yeah, he's he's in the clear. He's good.
0: All right. Well, all this pardon talk is prompting others to think about who else Trump might pardon if indeed he is on the way out or who he might just pardon for its own sake. Mm-hmm. And uh, so so Tulsi Gabbard, who had already been pushing for this prior taking the opportunity to push Trump to uh, to pardon Edward Snowden and Julian Assange. She had a video message that she, it's actually from October 6th, but she reposted it to Trump this week in light of the Flynn pardon.
5: So first I introduced HRES 1162 that very
3: simply calls on our government to drop all charges against Edward Snowden for the actions that he took in the public interest to expose a mass government surveillance
0: program on all Americans that violates our privacy and civil liberties. I also introduced Hres, Uh 1175, which calls for the same action for the government
4: to drop all charges against Julian Assange, who also acted in the pub- uh, public interest as he published information to expose lies and egregious abuses of
3: power in our own government.
0: Of course, these House resolutions are simply symbolic. The power to pardon is solely the president's. Um, as far as the charges, just to refresh your memory, Snowden has outstanding federal charges from 2013, two counts of violating the Espionage Act and theft of government property. There are additional charges related to, I guess, violating a non-disclosure agreement with the publication of his book in 2019. Julian Assange has also been charged with violating the Espionage Act, 18 charges total related to his publication of the leaks provided by Chelsea Manning. Edward Snowden remains in asylum in Russia as he has since 2013. Julian Assange remains incarcerated at a London prison. A decision on his extradition to the United States is expected on January 4th. So no matter what Trump does, probably going to get some clarity or some movement in the Assange case relatively soon. I have a really hard time forming a strong opinion on these pardons and these cases. On the one hand, I, I don't have a lot of patience for leakers, especially leakers who theoretically or actually put U.S. military members at risk. Uh, on the other hand, the revelations from both Assange and Snowden are information I want to know as a citizen, and I'm glad to know, and information that we never would have received without them in all likelihood. Um, and I, I do think there are some First Amendment and free speech implications to the Espionage Act, though the court has upheld the, uh, upheld mm-hmm. it as constitutional. Assange faces up to 175 years in prison. Snowden faces up to 30 That seems seems disproportionate to me and uh, ethics and legal complications of what they did. I'm not minimizing them, but especially in, in Snowden's case and at least the, the, at least implicitly or or in, um, in Assange's case, there was lawlessness exposed, criminality exposed. Is it, uh, I don't know how much do we want to punish criminals for exposing criminality? If that's what we're dealing with here. I don't, do you have a strong opinion about the pardons?
5: I think you should definitely pardon Assange. We never would have had that information. Well, that without either of them. We never would have had that information, but it, it's been um, such an important cultural event in uncovering mm. the corruption in this country, and like we're going to talk about with the election, we all know that stuff like this is going on, and they just gaslight us into believing that that it's not. So when you see hard evidence. So validating and it really was good for the psyche of the American people to be like, okay, like we we all knew this was happening. So yeah. Assange has done um, a, a, a great good for mankind.
0: Well, I suppose at a time when we're all eagerly wanting and sometimes even demanding that sort of evidence that we suspect there's rampant government corruption or rampant government illegality or violation mm-hmm. of our constitutional rights or whatever's going on with this election. Yeah. At a time when we're demanding that sort of evidence, we've had that sort of evidence provided in other contexts. The legal mechanisms through which that was achieved are <clears throat> suspicious I guess, mm-hmm. are suspect, I suppose. But God, I guess I just hate the idea of am I judging the value of the crime to determine whether it was a crime or not and whether that person should be punished? Yeah. That's a dangerous precedent that I, I want to be careful about. But at the same yeah, time. Yeah, but
5: can- uh, laws <clears throat> mean nothing anymore.
0: I suppose we've entered a post-law society. After Haven't all we? The, um, There's no
5: justice, so why should I abide by any law?
0: After the last four years of the witch hunt and what's going on with the current election. Um, yeah, well, w- certainly the idea of uh, equal justice and law and order. Those are all things that I think the average citizen would be justified in having some skepticism about. Anyway, moving on to um, the controversy that is more current, that is the election itself, of course. And uh, Sidney Powell, as we mentioned, has filed her Kraken lawsuits in Georgia and Michigan as of Wednesday. The complaints can be viewed on her website, defendingtherepublic.org. And I know we have... I'm not taking shots at the Sydney believers. I know there are plenty in the audience, and I'm not dismissing you. However, I just want to say her website makes me cringe
5: (laughs) Uh, it's really bad yeah
0: and that's not to say that the lawsuits are invalid we're gonna go through the what she's alleging but like this 2007 era meme on the front page calling her the kraken releaser (laughs) she's framed up like she's serious cat or something like that i know okay fair enough that's sydney's website she's going with it good for you You can uh, find the links to her Georgia and Michigan complaints on the website, and that's really what this is about, not my stupid shots at whether her memes are good or not. But to summarize, I'll summarize the allegations here, and then you've had time to actually look through the complaints, and you were looking for the evidence, basically. I did,
5: but they're 100 100 pages each, so it's not like I did a super thorough job. And honestly, I didn't really see very much, although I didn't read them in their entirety, that we uh, weren't already aware of on at least a superficial level.
0: Yeah, Uh, and and these were filed late on Wednesday. There hasn't been a lot of thorough analysis that I've seen. I'm sure it's out there on YouTube and elsewhere, but in terms of the media, at least the people who should be doing this, they're all eating their turkey and their stuffing. So maybe we'll get some more clarity as the week uh, goes on. But as far as we understand right now. Uh, in both suits, a summary of the allegations here. In both suits, Sydney alleges that Smartmatic and Dominion were founded by foreign oligarchs and dictators to ensure computerized ballot stuffing and vote manipulation to whatever levels needed to make certain that Venezuelan dictator Hugo Chavez never lost another election. She said this before. She said uh, the systems were designed to make ballot stuffing hard to detect by a simple audit. She says the vote counts were manipulated by people who had access to the systems. And that claim is supported by witness affidavits. Now, as far as the specific state claims, in Georgia, Sydney alleges mathematical and statistical anomalies rising to the level of impossibilities, as shown through affidavits of multiple witnesses, documentation, and expert testimony. Sydney singles out five counties for egregious conduct. uh, Conduct in a scheme to defraud tens of thousands of votes in Georgia and rig the Georgia election for Joe Biden. Sidney says she has video from the State Farm Arena in Atlanta. And we knew about this before, so I'm not sure what the video shows, but we knew about the pipe incident. But recall the State Farm Arena in Fulton County. And and this video shows that after polls closed on election night, election workers falsely claimed there was a water leak that required mm-hmm. the facility to close, All poll workers and challengers were evacuated for several hours. However, several election workers remained unsupervised and unchallenged working at the computers for the voting tabulation machines until after 1 a.m., as alleged by the suit in Michigan. She says uh, beyond the problems with Dominion, there were additional categories of traditional voting fraud and violations of state law, plus harassment, intimidation, discrimination, abuse and even physical removal of Republican poll watchers, citing expert testimony. Powell alleges Michigan saw tens of thousands of excess voters where unassigned or blank absentee ballots were filled out by election workers, and nearly all of those went to Biden. She also alleges that in four precincts, more ballots were counted by machine than could be physically processed in the time frame that they were. So the idea here is that the scanners that do the counting, they can only count X amount of ballots per hour. Yeah, but they were counting hundreds of thousands of them miraculously, like beyond their technological capability. She also says that glitches in Michigan, such as the one that mistakenly counted six thousand votes for Biden in Antrim County, were always in Biden's favor uh, in in both states. Powell says there are enough ballots affected for the courts to throw out the election results. So as far as I can tell, uh, evidence includes and it's not to say these things aren't evidence. uh, People say no evidence witness uh, witness testimony affidavits. That is evidence. Mm-hmm. Expert testimony, maybe evidence speaking to the the unlikelihood of the circumstances that we're dealing with. Um, and it seems as far as I've seen outside of this video, that is the, the state of her evidence. It's it's witness testimony. It's expert testimony. And it's a video in Georgia showing that the water leak was a bunch of crap. Did I miss anything in her lawsuits? Is there something more direct than that?
5: Uh, I mean, no, not really. I The thing about this is that I, I don't doubt that she's correct. But in the absence of basically video evidence of people directly committing voter fraud, I don't think that anybody is going to buy this. And then the, it was it was undermined to some degree by the typos, which I know is... It was kind of a red herring issue for the left. Um, mm. But don't you think that it did kind of degrade the, the quality of the, the complaints? I think
0: there are two ways to read this, and I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I think they both can apply. So as you mentioned, I, I was searching for debunks of Sydney's lawsuits. I want to see the people who say it's a bunch of crap explain to me why it's a bunch of crap and why her claims right. can be demonstrated as false. And as I said, I, just, I haven't seen a lot of detailed breakdown on her lawsuit, given the timing. I haven't seen a lot of detailed, detailed debug instead mm-hmm. of addressing the substance. What I have seen is a lot of attacks on the typo errors in the yeah. suits, which yeah. they are there. And frankly, they are embarrassing. I, I won't minimize them. But is that what's really important here? You can see in the original post of the Georgia lawsuit, the first page misspelled district court twice, like literally the first lines of the first page of the document it was
5: remedied when i looked at it do you know if you have um typo errors like that if you have to resubmit a complaint because they were corrected
0: as in if you go to her website now they're fixed i don't know what the process on that sort of thing would be or if that would be reason for like would that be relevant in court if you write district court wrong
5: i don't know No. no they it wouldn't i'm just wondering if she had to go through the process and then the pdf that i read um there was some sort of formatting error where like long sentences would have no spaces in them. Oh, I, was, I, I, I don't I didn't know if it was that. just my, it was the PDF from her website. I was like, Oh, this is not great. Nonetheless, it, they're, they're not material errors.
0: Yeah. Users on Twitter also noted that in the PDF metadata, Sidney Powell is not the author. Someone named Julie Haller is. Right. And Julie Haller is apparently a former white house liaison who appears to work currently at the department of housing and urban development As I said, I see two ways to read this. One, that Sydney and as the left is alleging that Sydney and her team are careless. So it's hard to take anything in this document seriously. Or two, well, why aren't the critics addressing the substance? If she's such an idiot, why not go after the meat of what she's saying? Because if she's that careless and dumb, you should be able to demolish it very quickly. You could read this to as a distraction why you guys focused on the typos instead of the substance of the lawsuit and both of those can be true it can be careless by sydney and it can be a crotch to avoid talking about the meat of it for the left we'll see where we'll see where it goes in in court of course if you want to learn about this on twitter i don't know if they've fixed it yet but there was a people were having a hard time sharing the link on twitter this week to sydney powell's complaints surprise surprise Twitter blocked the posts, much like the Hunter Biden uh, scandal from the New York Post prior by saying it was a uh, quote unquote potentially harmful content that uh, that is usually a label used for malicious links like malware or phishing or spam or links that break Twitter rules on crime, terrorism, uh, child sexual, uh, sexual exploitation, that sort of thing, or hacked materials, as they said in the uh, Hunter Biden New York Post case. But uh, you're not going to learn about either of these cases on Twitter, apparently. So that's where we stand with Sidney Powell. We will see what happens in the federal courts of Michigan and Georgia and see if these cases go anywhere. Did you have any, anything else to say about Sidney before we move on to Rudy?
5: I mean, I, I wish she hadn't hyped it so much. I'm just conflicted about it because um, I, I do believe almost everything that I read in the complaints. I, I believe that, that this is true, that this kind of election fraud occurred. I'm just frustrated with all, with the, the inability to to prove it in a meaningful way. I mean, I think she did a, a pretty good job. I'm seeing so much ridicule um, for her online, mainly surrounding the typos and things like that. But in terms of of the actual complaints, I thought they were substantive and relevant. And I thought that, that they held, Water, and a lot. I hear a lot of people talking like, "Oh, this is not um, evidence." You know, expert testimony is not evidence. Uh, witness testimony is not evidence. It totally is, and this is the nature of most lawsuits anyway.
0: Circumstances certainly are. I mean, circumstantial yeah. evidence is not necessarily as valuable as direct, of course, but mm-hmm. circumstantial evidence matters. People get convicted on circumstantial evidence. It, yeah. it is of value, and the ex if the expert testimony can show you that the mathematical probability. Of the things that we observed happening are so slim, they're beyond belief. It's not unreasonable to conclude it is beyond belief, and that shit didn't happen. I have no.
5: That's that's true too. However, I used to work for an expert witness, and let me tell you, some of the slimy stuff that mm. that guy did. I mean, you can hire an expert witness that will say basically anything that you want yeah. to say.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm so- I'm sure that that can be true too. No doubt. Mm-hmm uh simultaneously so sydney files these on wednesday Uh, earlier in the day on wednesday trump lawyers rudy giuliani and jenna ellis brought a group of witnesses and experts to testify before a pennsylvania state senate committee uh, hearing on election irregularities in that state among similar claims of republican poll watchers being blocked out of oversight witnesses allege that thousands of ballots were counted in secret Rudy Giuliani hit on uh, one more supposedly impossible mathematical outcome, like he had mentioned prior. We discussed last week. He had said in many precincts in Michigan and Wisconsin, there was up to 300 percent voter turnout. Well, in Pennsylvania. He's saying that there were hundreds of thousands more absentee ballots received than requested.
1: You have two major gaps. You have the 672,770 votes that were not inspected by anyone, secretly put into the ballot box. And then you have this gap that I don't understand between the mail-in ballots you sent out, 1.8 million, and the number you counted, 2.5 million. That's totally impossible to explain other than what some of the witnesses were suggesting, that they were that they were basically uh, stuffing the ballot box.
0: This claim keeps getting repeated, and uh, I don't see how Rudy is getting those numbers unless I'm missing something. Uh, According to reports at the end of October, more than 3 million mail-in or absentee ballots were requested uh, in Pennsylvania prior to the election. So if that's true, that wouldn't be a discrepancy with 2.5 million returned. Uh, This report in the AP says there were... Uh, in excess of three million mail in or absentee ballots, and Rudy said absentee ballots in his in his speech there. I'd assume these are inter- they're using those as interchangeable terms interchangeable. unless he means they're yeah. separate things. I'm just not clear on again how he's getting these numbers, much like the claims in Michigan and and Wisconsin. These are the sort of things that I find the most persuasive. If you can show me that more people who are eligible to vote, more people than those who are eligible to vote actually voted. There is no good explanation for that. There has to be a fraudulent explanation for that. I just don't, this claim in Pennsylvania, it's
5: impossible to refute. Um, and, and this is the issue that I have with these, uh, this is statistically nearly impossible. I, I agree, of course, that that election fraud at the scale that Sidney Powell is claiming and Rudy Giulia is is claiming that this did occur. But the left is just going to say that, you know, he got more votes than any other president in American history. And that even though it's statistically very improbable, it's still possible. Um, sure. That's going to be their defense. Yeah.
0: Possible. Lots of things are possible, but so unlikely I wouldn't believe them on their face. And yeah, exactly. increasingly, this is becoming one of those things. Anyway, so there's there's that. I need a little more explanation on that discrepancy because I'm not persuaded that is in fact a discrepancy. That said, what uh, one of the experts who testified had to say, I think, is is pretty damning. This was retired Army Colonel Phil Waldron. He's an electronic warfare expert who currently works on election manipulation. He estimates that one point two million Pennsylvania ballots could have been altered or fraudulent, but that only detailed forensic analysis of the actual machines and software would confirm that suspicion. But Waldron noted that there were a series of vote spikes for Biden. Uh, massive dumps, as was trending on Twitter today. Massive dumps is the hashtag. Massive dumps for Biden. <laughs> That's, uh, these are so just huge improbable spikes in Biden votes. The famous graphic that we've seen with the vertical rise, right? Um, in one case, about 580,000 votes for Biden and 3,000 for Trump. So in other words, there was a vote dump of over half a million votes, 99.5 percent being Biden votes—a statistical improbability.
4: Highly you would expect to see yeah. a smooth curve going up, not any uh, not any big big spikes. So that big spike that uh, occurs there is a prime
1: indicator of fraudulent voting. And when you look at this entire curve with all these spikes, can you calculate how 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 much of a vote that accounted for for Biden? And how much for Trump?
4: Close to six hundred thousand. I think our our figures were about five hundred and seventy some odd thousand. That uh, all those spikes represented over time for Biden, correct? And how much for Trump? Uh, I think it was a little over
2: thirty-two hundred.
0: <laughs> After the hearing, the personal Twitter account of State Senator Doug Mastriano, who hosted that hearing, was suspended. <laughs> After the. Uh, The Twitter banning Trump tweeted, wow, Twitter bans highly respected Pennsylvania State Senator Doug Mastriano after he did a great job of leading a hearing on the 2020 election fraud. They and the fake news working together want to silence the truth. Can't let that happen. This is what communist countries do. Twitter then reinstated the senator's account, blaming an error. A Twitter yeah, spokesperson, sure. yeah. always an error that works in this direction. Uh Twitter spokesperson told Newsweek in a statement, quote, This account was mistakenly suspended for perceived violations of our impersonation policy. This was an error. We have immediately reversed the decision and the account has been reinstated because so many people are trying to impersonate Pennsylvania State Senator Doug Mastriano. Everyone is trying to frame that man.
5: So okay. brazen. They just did this right in front of our face and they don't give a shit that yeah. everybody knows that it's so obvious that they did this and that we're not really going to have any recourse. They just don't care that half the country is going to definitely perceive Biden as a usurper with no political legitimacy. They're like, ha ha, this is the way it is. Uh, it just it's just crazy to me that they were able to do this.
0: So they didn't factor too. in that broken ankle. He's neutered now. He There's nothing he can do. Well, that's what they wanted. Boat. This was all
5: about getting yeah. Kamala in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll see.
5: You know, Sidney Powell, the complaint did have a lot of really interesting stuff about the quality of the ballots. Uh, I think this was in Georgia. It might have been in Michigan. I can't remember. Um, but about how uh, these dumps of ballots would come in and they would be folded perfectly in half and that each one would only have a vote for Biden. And then it was the same kind of um, yeah, like filling in the bubble. And so they a- she actually thinks that there was a, a ballot filling machine that did this. Mm.
0: I've heard about and- the folding, too, because a lot of them were not. They either weren't folded or they were folded in a way that wouldn't fit in the 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 envelope that you have to send your ballot in the privacy envelope that has to be around it uh, as required by most states otherwise it's a naked ballot remember we saw those naked celebrities Mm -hmm. earlier you don't want to do that because then your vote (laughs) is thrown out
5: yes and then uh, it didn't have tip they didn't have typical wear uh like when you get a ballot it's a it's around your house for a little while you you know you knock into it you drop it on the ground the corners are folded they were just pristine like suspiciously pristine fresh off the press Um, yep i mean it's very obvious that massive voter fraud occurred but the left is just going to look at these things and act like they're totally inconsequential um and is is it provable really i mean it's statistically improbable yes but but i don't think that we're going to be able to get anywhere with this
0: well the pennsylvania had a wild ride in court this week too. pennsylvania formally uh, form or I want to say early, for mully certified its election results in favor of joe biden on tuesday and then on wednesday a commonwealth court judge issued a temporary injunction prohibiting the state from taking further action in certifying the results pending a hearing on a mail-in uh, uh on mail-in ballots in a lawsuit filed by a state legislator and then yesterday that suit was dismissed by the state supreme court and so there's no more hold on the certification. The state Supreme Court said the, the the lawsuit was too late, that if you had these disputes with mail-in balloting, you should have uh, handled that in the primaries. You should have handled that prior to the election. We're not dealing with this after the election. So that case appears to be dead. This lawsuit is different, though, from the lawsuit that Rudy Giuliani and Jenna Ellis are working on that was previously dismissed in federal court. That case was heard by the Third Circuit Court of Appeals in Philadelphia, and on Friday, a three-judge panel also dismissed the suit, or that suit, uh, saying, quote, Calling the election unfair does not make it so. Charges require specific allegations and then proof. We have neither here. Now, the Trump campaign has insisted the whole time their plan is to appeal this case to the Supreme Court. We will see if they are successful. More and more... It would seem that Trump's strategy is to raise enough questions and create enough doubt that the election uh, about the results of the election to get state legislatures to intervene and reject the results of the election in their states yeah. and thus deny Joe Biden the 270 electoral votes uh, when that vote happens on December 14th. And then if neither candidate's, candidate gets the necessary 270, the Constitution says the case goes to the House. And each, house, each state delegation in the House gets a vote. Trump, there are currently 26 Republican-controlled House delegations in the, in the House. So that, in theory, would result in a Trump re-election. Some Pennsylvania state lawmakers appear to be following that plan. 26 of them released a memo yesterday calling for Governor Tom Wolfe and Secretary of State Kathy Bukvar to relinquish certification citing election irregularities with mail-in ballots, canvassing and pre-canvassing This number is nowhere near a legislative majority. The legislative session ends tomorrow, Monday, so they'd probably require a special session to get this done, even if they had the numbers. And what they're introducing is just a resolution, not a law. So it appears that decision does lie with the governor and the secretary of state, not the legislature. So that would be an incredibly high hurdle if I'm understanding this correctly. Uh, It is not presently clear that any state is on track to enact that sort of plan, Pennsylvania looks like a long shot, but given the track record of the Trump team in court, which is something like 30 plus defeats at this point, with some still outstanding and some being newly filed, I have to think that this is more the strategy than winning in court and flipping yeah. states into Trump's into Trump's uh, column. I don't think that it has happen. to be
5: that, uh, just based on the pattern of the of the filings. Um, but wouldn't that be incredible if he were able to achieve that?
0: There's nothing that's constitutionally wrong about it. It's just a question of whether those who control the electors find the, these results suspicious enough to intervene. And that would be, uh, yeah, you know, that's a very difficult ask for a state legislator. Are you going to overturn what is supposedly the will of the people in your state? Yeah. If it, if, if it can be demonstrated that it's the will of the people in your state, most people are going to say, no, if it's highly suspicious, Suspicious enough to believe that the will of the people in your state were not prop was not properly represented and it's all a fraud. Well, then maybe you do that. But the question is, what states and are those states prepared to do it? One ah. percent chance you can you can pull together those states. Maybe.
5: I don't know how people can't think that this is highly suspicious at this point at, at a minimum, if ah. not that outright fraud occurred in uh, in several very important Key states. I
0: I wouldn't be mad at anybody who made that sort of decision. To be honest, I think that the the results here are are beyond belief mathematically in many different ways. And if if it's your judgment that this is all the result of shenanigans, well, there is a there is a process for that. There's nothing illegal about that strategy. We can debate whether it's. Uh, Whether it upholds our institutions, whether it uh, encourages doubt in our institutions, whether it's morally suspect, whatever, there's nothing that's constitutionally wrong with it. There's nothing that's legally wrong with it. But we'll see. Uh, Wisconsin, another setback for the Trump campaign. Recall they had a. uh, They had a recount there, and and just like Georgia last week, the recount did not go in Trump's favor. The Trump campaign spent three million dollars on a recount in Milwaukee and Dane counties resulting in a net gain of 87 votes for Biden. So Biden's statewide margin remains at over 20,000 votes on Saturday. Why bother
5: with the recounts, though, if, if the obvious issue was election fraud? The recounts aren't going to yield anything different.
0: I suppose you just exercise every option that you have off chance. Something.
5: That's true. But the auditing is considerably more important.
0: Yes. If you're recounting ballots, this is not to say that they're fraudulent, but in theory, if they are, and you're just recounting ones that are fraudulent, you're not going to get a different result. You have to evaluate whether they're legitimate or not.
5: Right.
0: So in, uh, Oh, a Trump, Trump has pledged to bring a new lawsuit in, um, Wisconsin. He, he tweeted out, there are tons and tons of people in Wisconsin who voted illegally. He pledged to bring a new lawsuit on Monday or Tuesday. We'll see if that happens. Uh, in Nevada, a judge agreed to hear a uh, the Trump campaign's evidence of, a, uh, of alleged voter fraud, setting a December 3rd date to hear that evidence. Up to 125 witnesses may be deposed. The Trump campaign's lawyer on the case says most of the evidence is witness testimony. According to the judge, the scope of this case is pretty limited. Uh, it's mostly specific to the machines used in Clark County, so Las Vegas. So... Uh, Where do we stand? Again, uh, just speculating, but as we mentioned, it appears that Trump's strategy is just to keep tossing doubt around in the hope of swaying those in charge of the electors to deny Biden the 270 he needs to be uh, elected president of the United States. Um, So it's not necessarily laser focused, but it's not necessarily wrong either.
5: Yeah.
0: Whether it'll work or not, you know, we'll see. I I wouldn't bet on it, but it's an outside shot. Uh, There is a great. Brief summary, just just big picture here about all the oddities that we're just supposed to accept. Uh, This is by uh, Patrick Basham over at uh, uh, The Spectator. He's the founding director of the Democracy Institute and an adjunct scholar with the Cato Center for Representative uh, Government. And this is just a good summary of all the demonstrated irregularities that we're just supposed to accept as normal and totally fine. And it's great to have handy for your own reference, but it's also great just as a link whenever you hear the line no evidence of anything weird no evidence of fraud none of that um it's a great write up but just just consider the nine items he closes with that we're all supposed to accept and this is nationally speaking but there's mention of some specific states so number one unprecedented vote stoppages simultaneously in multiple crucial states with counting continuing without observers and
5: okay. that's not even in dispute that, that everybody happened. knows that happened
0: yeah. okay statistically abnormal vote counts with vote dumps going 90 plus percent for biden and i know that can happen in areas of philadelphia hillary got 90 plus percent of the vote in certain precincts of philadelphia again let's recall one of the pennsylvania vote dumps i'm assuming that waldron is correct in his assessment maybe he mischaracterized something but if he's correct in what he's saying 99.5 plus percent in hundreds of thousands that's that's pretty weird if that happened uh late arriving ballots were counted uh, in Pennsylvania, uh, uh, 23 absentee ballots, uh, 23,000 absentee ballots have impossible postal return dates. And another 86,000 have such uh, extraordinary return dates that they raise serious questions. Okay, Failure to match signatures on mail-in ballots that's currently disputed yeah. in Georgia. Historically low absentee ballot rejection rates. Right. Oftentimes it's as high as like 5%. In a lot of places, this election, it's down in like the 0.5% range. Mm
5: -hmm.
0: It's odd. Again, these are things that are not impossible. They're just outside the norm. And you piece enough of these together, you start to wonder, well, if it sounds beyond belief, maybe it is beyond belief. Uh, Missing votes. In Delaware County, Pennsylvania, 50,000 votes held on 47 USB cards are just missing. Don't know where those went. Non-resident voters, some twenty thousand people in uh, who are no longer who no longer meet residency requirements, allegedly cast ballots in Georgia. And then chain of uh, custody breakdowns, uh, invalid residential addresses, record numbers of dead people voting ballots in pristine condition, as you mentioned, without creases indicating that they were uh, or uh, with um, odd creases or no creases indicating that they were not in fact mailed in the necessary envelopes. Um, and then you also have statistical anomalies in Georgia Biden overtook Trump with 89% of the votes counted for the next 53 batches of votes counted Biden led Trump by the same exact 50.05 to 49.95% margin in every single batch N- not impossible just very very oh. weird <laughs> just very very weird he closes. Um, if you think that only weirdos have legitimate concerns about these findings and claims maybe the weirdness lies in you Something to consider.
5: It's just the gaslighting. That's why I'm so tired. You know, I guess it's just so obvious what has happened here. Um, I, I, and I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people in the live chat that are calling us doomers and stuff like that. I mean, do you guys really still have faith in American institutions that there is going to be some justice or that we're going to be able to persevere in a meaningful way as a conservative movement? In the federal government. I just, I, I just have lost absolutely all the faith that I had in any remaining American institution. And I do not understand how anybody can think still that we're going to be able to pull this off. It's just it, it's, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, right?
0: I don't know if it's about faith in the institutions as they currently stand. I think it's about faith in the fight. And uh, if I give up on the fight for what this That's country true. is supposed okay. to stand for, yeah, I I, I but this is about why would Trump. I, yeah, it's about it's about principles. It's about um, it's about election integrity. It's about transparency. It's about accountability. It's about all of those things. But and maybe not, this um, is just
5: uncovering a, a lack of, of election transparency that has that has always been the case. I mean, yeah. maybe it's just uncovering a much larger problem. I saw Ash and Birdie on Instagram. She she tweeted or she put out some meme. It said like lol at thinking that every election is not is not this way and it got me thinking it's like you know maybe maybe the best thing for the country is allowing this yeah to be uncovered
0: and i'm not i'm not trying to be doomer i'm trying to be as uh fair with the facts as possible and go through where the state of things are and, and i encourage everybody to draw their own conclusions i i'm not trying mm-hmm. to tell you that the world you know the, the sky is falling and everything's on fire and you might as well qu- quit trying that is not um that is not my point at all an, another point um
5: but maybe of, this of, is not the the fight that we well, that we should be engaging in
0: the fight does continue regardless of what happens here another point for optimism if there is in fact mass distrust of specifically our electoral institutions as you described there would or should be a corresponding hunger to improve them and you have mostly republicans controlling state legislatures across the country i know mm-hmm. that i per- I don't think there was a lot of oddities that I've seen in Montana's election other than we did it by mail in a lot of places, which is uncommon and I would generally oppose. But I'll certainly be in touch with my state legislator and say, listen, uh, electoral transparency, accountability, all of that stuff needs to be improved as a legislative priority. And if Republicans control a lot of state houses and a lot of state senates and they have a lot of governor's mansions, they can get stuff like that done. I want to fix. I do want to fix these things. I don't want to abandon. I want to fix
5: but, but perhaps that's the only the only recourse we have is abandoning and rebuilding in a better image. I mean, what we are as people, we we aren't a democracy. This isn't about the constitutional republic. This is about retaining our integrity as a people, as a group, our western values. That's really what we need to focus on. So what I'm starting to think now is the fighting for Trump, maybe this is not the fight. Maybe this is not where we need to enlist our energies. Maybe it's about consolidating, backing off for a little bit and and doing some community focused local strategies oh, for sure, um, because I just don't have any faith in the federal government or in our institutions or in our ability to affect change through any kind of uh, meaningful voting process.
0: I think if everybody focused on fixing the world immediately around them, the world would be a much better place. So I'm certainly on yeah. board with that no matter what happens. As far as the president, I, I am willing to give Everything he's putting out there and Sidney Powell, who's not formally a part of his team, but kind of is whatever. I will give them a fair shake at every step of the way, as long as there is a legal path forward. If, in fact, the electors vote for Joe Biden on December 14th. Yeah, I mean, at some point I have to move on. That's not to say that, oh, it was all square and everything's fine. No, I want to know the truth. But I'm saying that is the world in which I have to operate. And I'm going to I'm going to take the fight in that context. That is generally my plan. But in, right, as long but the as the truth there's a legal is path.
5: incredibly obvious, uh, I don't think that Trump should give up. I mean, he should continue to be a thorn in the side mm. of the left for as long as he humanly can do that. Yeah, I mean, as long be. as he can do this, he should continue.
0: <laughs> he, he'll get banned on Twitter the day after and yeah. maybe he'll go somewhere else and build something new. That'd be great, too. Yep. Anyway, uh, next up, we got the uh, Toronto barbecue terrorist. I can't wait to talk about this story, but perhaps we should take a break before we do.
5: OK, at some point, I'm going to have to feed the baby. So whenever that is best for you, should I do that now? Um, sure,
0: I could I can catch up on chat if you want to step out for the moment. We can come back okay. and talk uh, about the barbecue, man.
5: You told me not to mute my mic, right?
0: Um, actually, I think we got that all figured out. So, yeah, don't mute your mic. I'll mute you in case, you know, you have your Nazi convention in the background. And nobody will hear. I do. It, Everybody's
1: right? downstairs. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'll be back we'll in, see in 10 a minute.
0: Okay, guys, uh, let's catch up on chat before I forget. Let me open the uh, treasure chest for you guys over on D Live. Appreciate you as always. Sit tight for that. Let's hop over to uh, YouTube. See what's going on over there. Once we navigate Susan's impossible system, uh, Doc Bailey. Oh my God. I resized the window and it, it totally changes your reference point. Thank you, Susan for, um, uh, user friendliness. Doc Bailey says, uh, tried to leave a comment about a lock, but YouTube wasn't down with it. If you know what I mean, needless to say, I am beyond fed up with everything. I actually don't know the reference, but you can talk about less and less in the super chat or the chat these days. So who knows what Susan was banning anyway? Uh, appreciate you, man. And I, you know, as always, uh, Find that, like I, I know, we talked about it in the past, but it's all about finding that purpose in life and, and maintaining positivity and and um, having something to fight for. And uh, I think we have plenty to fight for right now. It's just a matter a matter of channeling that energy, as we're talking about. All the best, Holden Mulray says. Hi, truth seekers. I plugged East Tennessee a few weeks ago for your relocating viewers. Let me expand on Appalachia in general. Your viewers only don't believe. Hollywood characterizations of it. And it looks like this may continue later. Um, I've never been to Tennessee. I would like to go to like great smoky mountains and stuff. That seems fun. Uh, I'm told Nashville's a pretty cool place uh, if you're into music and all that sort of thing. So I, I'm sure that Tennessee would be a place that I could live. Honestly, I'm just craving anywhere I can go and be left alone. And that might not be Nashville. I know Nashville's controlled by progressives and Democrats, but the state as a whole, I, I, I'm sure is is pretty good. Any anywhere i can move to and be left alone i'll move there i don't care what the weather's like i don't care what the rest of what the rest of the state is like i just want to be left alone Uh, dregs of society says was at church and the priest was like i don't know if it's the end times but i guess i'll baptize this little girl lol (laughs) congrats to you guys uh would have said hi but i didn't want to intrude ah well thank you uh for the thoughts and uh for tuning in much appreciated ec morgan 69 says happy thanksgiving to you both and your families matt and blonde well happy thanksgiving to you and yours as well i hope you did exactly what you wanted to do and not what your governor was telling you to do as i'm sure most families did grim turd says you folks watch andrew's video from don't walk run productions uh great stuff the palmist who wrote these words, uh, Joe Biden, Thanksgiving 2020. Oh, I heard he, he mispronounced some sort of religious reference, so I didn't look into it. I assume that's what you're talking about. I, um, I have not seen the video. I do know I'm not super familiar with Don't Walk Run, but I've heard very good things. I know a lot of people uh, find it to be good stuff, so I will keep it in mind. Kalov Blyov says Trump and I walked hand in hand down a city sidewalk eating powdered donuts one dreamy winter day. I kissed Trump's cheek and couldn't tell if the traces of white powder left on it were sugar from my lips or crushed flakes of the gently falling snow. Well, thank you for supporting the show. Much appreciated. I am not
3: going to be niggardly. Uh,
0: Freddy Sauce says, I had a load from Washington to Wisconsin over Thanksgiving, waved high as I passed through Coeur d'Alene and then again when I went through Bozeman. Uh, Well, thank you for that wave. You heard Biden screwed his ankle playing with his dog. We're so boned. Yeah, I'm very tinfoily about Biden ankle gate. I think this is leading to something much bigger. We shall see. I uh, hope you had uh, safe travels and of course, happy Thanksgiving to you, man. And thank you for waving on your way through. And as always come through town, you got some extra time. Send me an email. Perhaps we can arrange uh, some sort of meet uh, meetup or something. Nuke the ice cap says, can't hang out tonight. I will check out your excellent content tomorrow. Thanks guys. It is much appreciated. Also Matt, Gave me a mouth hug and he used pop rocks or whatever tired BS. Yada, yada. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate it. And have a good night. Mizoto says, riddle me this and riddle me good. How did they do it with doors made of wood? I actually, that seems like a reference that I'm not uh, familiar with. So I can't solve the riddle. Unfortunately, you've stumped me. Thank you. Mizoto. Johnny Ringo says, Hey blonde, I have a seven month old Five-year-old and a nine-year-old uh, and nine-year-old Anglo-Aryan boys being raised on a homestead. Let me know if you want to arrange a marriage for Emily. <laughs> Enjoy all you guys do. Well, I will highlight this. So uh, perhaps blonde is listening. Sometimes she does when she's off camera. If she's not, I will return to this chat so we can uh, make the proposal. Ben Smith says, "I've had." Serious thoughts about calling the county health COVID snitch line and telling them I have reason to suspect that my neighbors are hiding Jews. I mean, not social distancing. Well, it depends. Are the Jews socially distancing or not? That's really what this the uh the hotline will have concern with, no doubt. Uh iBot PN says, keep being awesome, sanity safe spacers. Well, thank you for keeping the sanity safe space operational. Much I am not going to be Much appreciated. Reading. I'm going to hop over to our other platforms real quick. Let's see what we got. I'll be right back with YouTube. Um, over on Streamlabs. Let's see. Six foot five white D Jesus says a couple of things. Great listening to you, Matt, on that other podcast talking about liberty and the times you've made love. Well, thank you. And great following you, Blonde, on Instagram. Insta love the house very colorful and diverse especially the Shapiro esque kitchen redo was epic. Uh, I haven't even seen pictures. I know they've been working on some remodeling so uh I uh, I wonder if it if it, I I doubt it was Shapiro influenced but uh perhaps. Well, I'll I'll bring this to her attention when she gets back. Thank you sir. Hypnagogic Monk says isn't the uh scraping for crumbs almost insulting 5000 votes here 10000 there. Is it enough to account for the massive amount of Americans who actually voted for Biden, regardless of Jello uh, brain, admitted 2A attacks, tax increases, admitted lockdowns? Well, that is... Yeah, you're right. No matter how much cheating there was in this election, a massive amount of people voted for that. Was it more... Was it the most votes ever? Was it more votes than Trump who had the most votes ever except for him? The world may never know. Great mystery. But, yeah, a lot... uh, A lot of your neighbors are totally fine with the uh, with the campaign that was organized in many ways around the shredding of the Constitution. We shall see if they attempt to implement some of those plans over on DLive. Chubby Stubby says nothing to add today, just supporting. Well, thank you, as always, Chubby Stubby. Thanks for hanging out on DLive as well. Uh, ETC gifting subs. That's much appreciated. Buddy 56 as well. Buddy also says the election was super legit. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Otherwise, you're racist. That sounds like uh, most of the stories I hear these days. Listen and believe or be a bad person. You hear that in many contexts, not just the election. Let's see. We can hop back over to YouTube here. And I'll have to remember to swing back to the chats that are for blunt. Uh a <laughs> cola says, if the lockdown in Michigan continues through Christmas, I'll write How the Gretchen Stole Christmas instead of her heart growing three sizes at the end. Witchmer will be burned at the stake in Minecraft. And as always, defensively, Susan. Yeah, I, I saw Time... Well, who were the people who were nominated for Time Magazine's Person of the Year? It was Whitmer and Fauci and I think AOC was on there and just, just a list of people that I would consider to be probably the worst people of the year are all nominated for... Time person of the year, go figure. Fat hooligan says true story. Outside on the street today, a dwarf yelled at me and told me to wear a redacted. I assume mask. (laughs) Can you not say mask in the chat anymore? I was the only person on the street. I told him chase me, you fucking loser, and walked away. I take it he didn't have it didn't happen. I I went out to dinner with the uh, the wife and a friend last night, and of course, as in most places, I'm sure you guys are familiar. You have to wear the mask to get into the restaurant and walk the 20 feet to your table past, I don't know, dozens of people eating their food, laughing, shouting, having a fun time, drinking, not wearing masks. But once you get to your magical table, you can take off your mask and set its dirty, disgusting, set all of its germs on the table. And that's just fine. And then, of course, when you're done eating, the, the, the table had a little plaque or like a little laminated card that said, anytime you leave the table. Please put on your mask. And I had to pee toward the end of dinner. So I went to the bathroom and I didn't put on my mask. I thought I was a real badass. Nobody stopped me. Great. Then we head out after dinner. And I kid you not, like at the front of the restaurant where the hostess greets you and the person will seat you, we're three feet from the door. And one of the hostess guys says, "Uh, guys, do you have your mask? And our friend said, "Uh, we're leaving. Don't worry about it. And he said, I know, I know. But uh, how about for next time? And I'm thinking, how about I don't come in next time? We were lectured about masks three feet from the door on the way out. That's how ridiculous this delusion goes. Sorry, I just got uh, done telling a fantastic story in your absence. Great story. <laughs> Compelling and rich. Am really, I you really enjoyed it. No, I got you. Good to go. Um, long story short on the way out of a restaurant yesterday, after eating three feet from the door, one of the restaurant employees told us to put on our mask. <gasps> <Why? laughs> it's like, it was what the, because we didn't wear a mask from the table to the door. <sighs> Even though we had just What's sat there it? for an hour and a half eating dinner with no masks on.
5: Don't these anyway. people see the, the lack of logic and any of these. And the excuse I'm hearing from all these people is like, well, we just want to keep our business open. It's like, don't you see that as you acquiesce incrementally, Yes. Um. it gets more and more likely that you're just never going to be able to have a normal business again.
0: Correct. Great transition to our next story, except... I did that on purpose. I w- would have been perfect, except I had a couple chats that needed your attention. I don't know if you heard them while you were out, but I wanted to. I did not. No. Okay, so Johnny Ringo has a proposal for you in, quite, uh, in okay. a quite literal sense. Hey, Blonde, I have a seven-month-old, a five-year-old, and nine-year-old Anglo-Aryan boys being raised on a homestead. Let me know if you want to arrange a marriage for Emmeline options
5: okay how aryan are we talking
0: <laughs> how blonde is he how blue-eyed <laughs> is he all right then there i don't was know i have one. green
5: eyes which is the only other acceptable color
0: green eyes are pretty rare how common is like it's it's uh, isn't it three percent
5: oh i thought it was, it was the lower least common eye color,
0: uh and then uh six foot five white jesus says uh uh, he enjoys following you on insta and uh you have a very colorful and diverse home and he likes he said you have a he likes your shapiro-esque kitchen redo because it was epic and i has, i said i had my doubts that your kitchen remodel was inspired by ben shapiro so i'm not sure the reference but
5: i don't really know what that means
0: other than i other than i assume the references it was epic okay this is epic the famous ben shapiro quote it must oh, okay, be that
5: good. i was like how is my kitchen remodel jewish that's not what he meant
0: it was it was inspired by the epic ben shapiro's epic quote i guess it must be an awesome kitchen
5: thank you for following my instagram which is all just wholesome content it is blonde underscore beast one
0: it's going to be so wholesome it's banned by the end of the week
5: it is really wholesome it's just pictures of my house and my daughter when she was younger and stuff like that it's it's cute it's cute
0: Hmm. well uh i will mark we left off um With uh, next up is incompetent hands when we return to uh, chat, I will mark it so we don't lose our place. Anyway, to your point. um, Yes, it is funny how the narrative turns from, oh, we have to follow the rules so that we can stay open. And you do that. And it's only more rules that follow. You comply and you don't get rewarded with a return to normalcy or dare I say freedom. You get more rules stacked on top of you. More encroachment, more infringement, more lockdown. Funny give the government a bunch of power and they don't give it back. I can't believe it. You no, know,
5: well, what a surprise
0: that is the context for what is happening or, or what did happen over the last few days in Toronto. So, as I mentioned, Canada's most famous domestic terrorist, Adam Skelly. He is the owner of Adamson's barbecue in Toronto. He was released after posting bail on Friday. The saga of the rebel barbecue restaurant began when he started offering in-restaurant dining on Tuesday. This after he became frustrated with perpetual and renewed restrictions and lockdown. Premier Doug Ford announced a new order to take effect Monday, banning indoor dining for 28 days. (laughs) So on Monday, Skelly posted a video on Instagram describing his frustration with the hypocrisy and his decision to open his doors for indoor dining on Tuesday
4: we're going to be above two and a half percent positivity rate until the end of spring how many businesses are how many people are going to lose everything they're going to lose their businesses more people will be out of work i complied with the two weeks to flatten the curve i complied again during the second wave when we locked down when doug ford promised us that there would be supporting evidence to shut down the restaurants bars and gyms two that's right Two of the over 10,000 Ontario COVID deaths were linked to bars, restaurants and retails. So why are we getting singled out? And the big multinational corporations are all essential while they're packed. Come on, guys, enough is enough. We're opening for anybody who's a fan of freedom and sovereignty, the right to choose what you wear, where to go, who to have over at your house, what businesses you can go to. I'd love to meet you tomorrow. I'll be there at the door in Etobicoke at 11.
5: Good for him.
0: I want to get a sandwich. I <laughs> wish I could. Yeah.
5: Have. What a hero. I mean, I just can't believe that more people aren't doing this, that there's not more civil disobedience. That is the only recourse we have at this point.
0: Yes. You just have to start saying no. And while he right. met uh, his fate at the hands of the cops, we'll get to that in a moment. It does appear that he, he is having some inspirational value. On Thursday, he added, quote, I don't think if these lockdowns continued, my restaurant would survive the winter, and I'm hoping I can encourage other small businesses facing the same fate to stand up as well. So he has had lines of dozens of patrons showing up throughout the week to eat. On Tuesday, when he was opening up in his first defiance of the order, diners lined up to eat inside while the police officers just watched. City officials announced that they closed the restaurant upon receiving an order from the Toronto Public Health Chief, Dr. Eileen Davila. At four o'clock p.m., the but that's the restaurant's normal closing time. So he just closed up shop, and they said, "No, no, we shut him down. He's done. This terrorist man is. Uh, he, he's finished." All right. But then Skelly reopens on Wednesday with again with a line of customers waiting, and that's when police announced nine charges for offenses <laughs> over nine days against both Skelly and his company for violating lockdown rules. Operating a business without a or operating uh, without a business license and breaching the health order. Now, I'm not clear. I've heard this allegation going around that he was operating without a business license. Did he not have a business license the whole time or did they revoke the license as a punitive measure and then say he operated without the license? Because it seems to me
5: you shouldn't have to have a business license for doing almost every single kind of business. Pretty much. It's just a way for them to um, to to wield their power. I just find it
0: odd that if he had been operating without a business license for months or years, why? Why didn't they get him earlier? Mm -hmm. That's that's weird. If that's if that's what they mean. Uh, By Thursday, authorities had padlocked his restaurant, but Skelly opened anyway. Uh, Apparently cut the locks or otherwise got inside his own business It's like the gym owners in uh, New Jersey where they kicked down the boards, blocking their own doors. Now, Premier Doug Ford had been lenient earlier on with Skelly, saying that he understands the pain of business people. But on Wednesday, Ford said, quote, people are dying because of COVID-19. And he just wants to say, forget it and have everyone down there. It is absolutely irresponsible and ridiculous. I was nice to the guy yesterday, but buddy, let me tell you something. You need to shut down. You're putting people's lives in jeopardy. The body count from the BBQ store in Toronto, I'm sure, is very high. So on Thursday, a massive police force shows up to take Skelly away in handcuffs, and they physically blockaded the establishment. There are a whole bunch of protesters there as well. Check out some of the scenes. So here's the police forcefully arresting another guy. We'll get to that in a moment. And then there's Skelly being dragged away. This is the line of cops. they are like a hundred cops reset. present.
5: <laughs> By the way. <laughs>
0: this guy's mask? Did you catch that? Uh-uh. The guy on the right side of the frame? Great mask. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah, excellent.
0: Well done, sir.
2: The great reset! <laughs>
0: Enjoy your last days of freedom, the signs say. They have mounted cops, too. Cops on horses. And then they barricade the whole place. They sh- they shutter all the doors and windows, and then there's a sign on the barricade that talks about how this is effectively city property now, or provincial property, and if you trespass, you're breaking the law. Like, you even go in there. You Even know, if the, the owner police of the don't shop.
5: mutiny, we're going to have to turn on the police at some point. It's absurd. Cops should be like, I'm absolutely not doing this. This is not well, my purview. I'm not doing this.
0: Every cop has to answer that question. Why did you join the force? What are you there to do? And if it's to forcefully shut down people who are trying to make an honest buck and people who are trying to get lunch... um. Yeah, I, I don't know what the legal structure says in Canada. I'm not an expert, but uh seems to me that in the old United States, that would be questionable with the oaths of the Constitution that you swear to uphold and protect, mm-hmm. as we'll get to with Andrew Cuomo in a few minutes. But, yeah, I, I don't, we've heard from police defectors earlier, too, who say, I didn't sign up for this, ain't doing it. I know that we all want to have a comfortable and stable job, but for every cop, there has to be a question. At what point would you turn in the badge? What order yeah. would you ignore? What order yeah. wouldn't you do?
5: We're so far past the point that people should have been resisting at higher levels than than the populace.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen uh, gentler raids on terrorist compounds. Did they send this many guys to get bin Laden? I can't remember.
5: Were. Yeah, <laughs> were
0: really? Like a, a dozen dudes to get bin Laden, but we need a hundred cops, some of whom on horses, to get the guy <sighs> making sandwiches.
5: What about that New Mexican uh, training camp? Muslim oh, training yeah. camp? You Remember that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Did yeah. they send... The cavalry is for that. I doubt it.
0: No, they sent a bulldozer to hide that shit. <laughs> yeah, that's what they did. Yeah. That's what they did. Now, in a side story, I mentioned there was that um, the, the police uh, were kind of rough with that black guy that we saw in the frame originally. That is Michael Belito Arana. I guess he's a journalist. I've seen, seen him characterized as or he's a protester. I'm not sure what he's doing there, but the police look like they got pretty rough with him. He's been charged with six counts of assault on police. So I assume he did something physical. With these uh, with these authorities that said, I don't trust these authorities. So who do, who do you believe? Are they mm-hmm. trumping up charges on that guy? Did he do something that was violent with them? They also said he threatened them. So could be. I, I don't know what's going on there. I haven't seen all the facts, but seems a little odd. And I love this. Um, oh, I don't have the article. Oh no, it's somewhere in the uh, in the Toronto Sun. Here they were complaining. This is the other angle. You know, you talk about uh, they talk. <laughs> You talk about how people are like, oh, we just have to comply so that they'll be nice to us later. Uh, this was one of the lines in the Toronto Sun reporting. It will be interesting to add up the taxpayers' bill for the dozens of police officers on scene <laughs> and dozen and a dozen police horses. And it's like, oh yeah, that's Adam Skelly's fault. Is
5: that yeah?
0: Yeah. Maybe if you uh, have some complaints about a heavy-handed state sending way too many resources to something that is clearly not that much of an emergency, maybe the complaint lies with the state. Should we blame Adam Skelly for the massive taxpayer bill to what is obviously massive state overreaction, both in what they're trying to enforce and how they're enforcing it? Wow, what a big mistake. Better give him more power.
5: Yeah, exactly. I mean, but we have to also start thinking in terms of whether or not we as individuals are responsible for this. And I think that we are, I think that back in March, when they started instituting and, and you were really on this, so was computing forever, a number of other people back when they started instituting policies like this and enacting that we should have been like, <laughs> absolutely not. And now that it's gotten so far, um, it's it's pretty much out of our hands. But the only thing that we can really do is resist and practice civil disobedience at this point. So,
0: If everyone or even half the country who thinks something like Adam Skelly does starts doing what he did and just say, no, there aren't enough jails to detain people. It's an impossible thing to enforce. Um, the, The interesting thing about the case in Canada and even in the U.S. when we were talking about the constitutional implications of what we're doing in the spring and as that continues to be adjudicated, those questions aren't really settled. So there are going to be some interesting legal problems to solve with this Skelly case, at least as the um, at least as uh, the Globe and Mail is speculating in this piece. Uh, they're they're reporting it could have ground uh, groundbreaking legal implications because Canada's enforcement of coronavirus lockdown restrictions has been pretty rare. Now they're starting to get mm-hmm. more heavy handed, so they'll actually have court battles. One law professor speaking with the Globe and Mail speculates um, the courts are going to side with. The province and the police but that's not certain this this is professor carrie frock who says quote we do have the right to make individual decisions but the question is when do those rights start to infringe on the rights of other people Uh, she continues that constitutional law calculations are complex so she simplifies matters by referencing a well-known maxim from star trek you can tell me if this is authentic or not quote i always quote spock for my students the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few is that something he says
5: Yeah, but I'm more of a TNG person myself. Ah,
0: gotcha. That's a bunch of commie bullshit. Uh, I don't know what Canadian law says, but just philosophically, the need, the quote unquote needs of the many, that could be used to justify any crime. If the needs of the many need murder, murder is just. If the needs of the many need theft, theft is just. The question is, do people actually have inalienable rights? And if if they do, what are those? If the pursuit of property, if property and the pursuit of property are those things, then they can't, that property and the pursuit of it can't be justifiably removed without due process of law, at least. And in this case, you have questionable due process, much like in the United States, as far as I understand, you have government executives issuing decrees that are not, in fact, delivered through a formal uh, lawmaking process.
5: And I reject the entire premise that we're compromising the needs of the many. I'm starting yes. to think that that COVID isn't even, isn't even real. After this John Hopkins study, um, which has been retracted, you know, and, and I have seen people like Alex Berenson, um, uh, speak out against it. Did you, we're not I, talking about the John, I Hopkins wanted study, to get into you, it,
0: but I just didn't have time to give it a, to give it the proper attention. So I scrapped it, but what's the, I'll just general read summary? this, like
5: this tiny, that, that death, uh, the, the, the net number of deaths has not increased throughout coronavirus. So I'll just read this little ah. blurb. Um, when uh, the, the person that did the study uh, looked at the 2020 data during that seasonal period, this, this last year, COVID-19-related deaths exceeded deaths from heart disease. This was highly unusual since heart disease mm. was always prevailed as the leading cause of deaths. However, when taking a closer look at the death numbers, she noticed something strange as Brianne compared the number of deaths per cause during that period in 2020 to 2018. She noticed that instead of the expected drastic increase across all causes, there was a significant decrease in deaths due to heart disease, even more surprising as seen in the graph below. The mm. sudden decline in deaths is observed for all other causes.
0: Okay. So in other words, we're reclassifying deaths that would have happened regardless as coronavirus,
5: as deaths, coronavirus. which has been right. the
0: suspicion all, all year long. long. Yeah. We'll, we'll see well, if, if that comes to fruition uh, when the year's data are complete, for sure.
5: Right. And um, still, do you know anybody that has died of this?
0: No, in, in Gallatin County here, they report uh, a death every few weeks or so. I think we're up to like 16, 17, 18, something like that. Yeah. But you look at it, it is universally a woman in her 90s, a man yeah. in his 80s, a woman in her 70s, maybe. And then mm-hmm. I'm called a dick by talk, when I talk to my you know local residents on Facebook or elsewhere, I'm called a dick for saying, sad for the family, but in what other context is the death of a 90 year old headline news?
5: yeah of course it's not. um, yeah. this is just absurd. I think we've all been we've all been had and and we've just we just kind of have taken it without asking the the necessary questions. I'm very disappointed in people's inability to see through this, but they have gained almost complete social control, so you know we'll
0: see like i like I say on a lot of things, I think it's a slow process and you pick off a few every day and you don't get that immediate gratification, but i I do think. Do you think things are trending the right way? I hope. I hope in public opinion <laughs> things are trending that way. That said, I do oh, see yeah. plenty of people who are like, "Please mask me more, shut down my business, oh, I know. destroy shut my, down my life, and cut me a check of Ocasio box to save the day." I can't wait.
5: Where's my twelve hundred dollars every six months or yeah. whatever? Um, but you should see the editor's note on the John Hopkins website. It's crazy. It's uh, mm. it's about the retraction and uh, how this is um, undermining the importance of of properly distributing how how the death rate is so super high and this is so contagious and everything it's just this is just like the
0: mask study that found no uh, discernible outcome with Mm -hmm. masks the conclusion is actually wear your mask all the time Yep. Yep. (laughs) okay well um, Adamson is gonna have a healthy legal fund to form his defense and potentially shape some precedent in Canada I'm looking at it right now two hundred and seventy six thousand dollars 278,000 now that I refreshed you right. almost 279, uh, for his legal defense. So plenty of Canadians, he has 13, 1361, uh, individual donors. So he's got a lot but of, it's ca- on
5: GoFundMe. Oh, he's yeah, toast.
0: Su- surprised they haven't banned it. We'll see if they do the payout.
5: Yeah, really. They're just gonna, uh, they're just gonna delete it and then give all the money to the ADL. Or
0: <laughs> and actually who's the, who's the first, who's the most recent donor? Not to, just to shout you out I guess Laurel I hope I'm not doing anything wrong but Laurel <laughs> Laurel, Laurel is the Never. latest donor to the uh, Adamson BBQ defense funds thank you for fighting the mm-hmm. fight okay uh, so um, oh, and as far as his legal team he had a bunch of high profile Canadian lawyers advising him throughout the week but it does he hasn't made a decision on who's going to represent him going forward so his his legal team is a little bit up in the air right now um, now Moving into another story out of Toronto. What is the reason for this entire show, this entire scene? We're supposed to be grandma protecting Protecting the vulnerable, protecting grandma. Toronto BBQ man is a threat to grandma. He's getting people killed. It's uh, and so it's responsible to abuse him since he's abusing others somehow. That's the reasoning. Well, we're doing all of this supposedly on behalf of the elderly, on behalf of grandma, primarily you'll notice we never bother to ask grandma if she actually wants this sort of intervention. We've seen nursing home protests prior. Uh, we've seen other sorts of, of elderly people speaking out against this sort of thing. The question is, do the vulnerable and the elderly actually want to ruin everyone else's life on their behalf? Do they actually want to endure isolation? We don't know the answers to those questions because we don't ask. We claim to be uh, acting in their interests, but, We never bothered to ask them to find out. In another story out of Toronto, it was reported by CTV earlier in the month that 90-year-old Nancy Russell died in October, surrounded by friends and family. They clustered around her bed, singing a song she had chosen to send her off as a doctor helped her with a medically assisted suicide. Despite her advanced age, Nancy was not terminally ill. She did not have any particularly harsh ailment or any immediate threat to her life. She simply felt lonely during lockdown months at the retirement home and did not want to experience any more lockdowns and loneliness as they loom. Residents at this facility eat meals on their own. They have activities and social gatherings canceled. Family visits are restricted or banned outright. Unless of course you want to go into the facility or whatever, wherever they had this to sing a song to grandma as they kill her. Then it's fine to gather around grandma. If you gather around grandma, that's bad because it'll kill her. Unless, of course, you want to gather around grandma to kill her. In which case, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. This is the world that we live in. This is
5: the saddest thing I have ever heard. This is just tragic. There's a 90-year-old death that I care about right there.
0: Her family says uh, coronavirus in the spring ended Nancy's daily walks, her visits to the library, and all of her activities. Nancy went from a very active lifestyle to a very limited life. And facing a winter of isolation, she opted to end her life. In Canada, you do not need to have a terminal condition to receive medically assisted suicide. Being simply of advanced age does qualify. So just, again, think about this. Who's really killing grandma? Somehow this is viewed as the humane thing to do. That we're going to forcefully raid small businesses and then kill grandma anyway. This is where submission to the heavy-handed state gets you. They don't ask anybody what they actually want. They don't ask the business owner what he wants. They don't ask grandma what they want, and they destroy everything in their path. And we have half of society saying, yes, sir, can I please have another? How much further can I bend over? How much wider can I spread my cheeks?
5: Yeah. And every time you wear a mask, you do that. (laughs) every time you wear one
0: you endorse this death i want (laughs) to know that this
5: is it's the acquiescence that every time you're you wear a mask in a business because you want to buy something at that specific business or you you feel like you don't have enough movement in your neighborhood and so you just comply you support you support these kinds of deaths i mean and then all the deaths of despair that are going to happen in, in this situation
0: we
4: I'm will, not doing
5: any of this. anymore. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not doing it anymore.
0: I think we will look back on the grave inhumanity of the way we treated each other in this year. And I, I think who's I, who did I see tweet about this earlier? I think it might've been Austin Peterson, but someone on Twitter tweeted something very wise. I wish I could pro- properly credit it and read it, but it was something to the effect of, we are going to look back with so much regret to realize that we forfeited potentially years of our life to this great lie that the government was protecting us from this virus that isn't dangerous to the vast majority of society, and the but the effects of the government's protection are so negative, they'll destroy your life. In some cases, you'll voluntarily destroy your own to avoid it.
5: Oh, I don't think that people are going to achieve any kind of... Um... Self awareness regarding it's so much easier to double down and be like, "Oh, I was doing it for the right reasons." It's hard for people to admit. That even they, if it's that suicidal
0: in extent, though, even if it's like destructive yeah, to your I think that
5: life. in ten years, people are going to say like, "I contributed to stopping the spread."
0: Yeah, you also contributed to Nancy Russell's suicide.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that is <laughs> that is the thing that we are uh, accepting as uh, totally normal. Okay, well um just in case all this uh rona fight has you blackpilled and i would understand if it does there are points for optimism in the fight. On Wednesday, the Supreme Court granted an injunction against New York Governor Andrew Cuomo's restrictions on religious services. The court's newest justice, Amy Coney Barrett, sided with the majority in a 5-4 decision.
5: Oh, that just, is real close. That is
0: just too close. Something that seems night and day constitutionally clear to me to have it a 5-4 decision is, uh, as some people are saying, that's a little concerning. But, hey, you'll take the wins where you can get them these days.
5: Yeah, but we're not going to be winning for long, are we? 5-4 if, uh, on this?
0: Not if Justice Roberts has anything to say about it, because, of course, he voted with the liberal wing of the court on the side of Andrew Cuomo. Right. It it bears emphasis, too, that this request for the Supreme Court to hear the case, this came from a New York Catholic diocese and Jewish synagogues throughout the city that had been uh, – they sought to have the, the, the court review the case over the summer. They were denied when Ginsburg was still on the court. So, as I mentioned at the top of the show – Amy Coney Barrett is not only the difference in the outcome of the case; she's the difference in ever hearing the case in the first place. So that's a great accomplishment. Whatever happens with Trump, the three justices he have he has on the court—I know they're not perfect. I have—I had my disputes with Gorsuch earlier this year on the uh, whether the uh, whether transgender people are covered by the Civil Rights Act. That was uh, that was his case, and you know, I'm sure we'll have some trouble with Amy Coney Barrett going forward. But in general. We have some semblance of constitutional fidelity with a 5-4 majority. That is an achievement for the president. Dating back to October, to get into the details of what what was actually at issue here, dating back to October, Cuomo had been threatening to close uh, these religious houses of worship if they do not comply with the orders. The governor banned attendance exceeding 10 in the quote-unquote red zones of the state and 25 in the so-called orange zones. Uh, Some of these churches and synagogues are massive, so 10 or 25. Meanwhile, you can go to Walmart, you can go to Costco. That's just fine. That's the idea here. So the argument from the diocese and the synagogues and the opinion of the court was less about whether government was constitutionally uh, or whether government can constitutionally make restrictions on worship or in houses of worship and more about how these restrictions were not applied evenly in secular contexts the wow. same restrictions wow. didn't apply to stores and other facilities so in writing um his concurring opinion justice gorsuch wrote in part quote it is time past time to make plain that while the pandemic poses many grave challenges there is no world in which the Constitution tolerates color-coded executive edicts that reopen liquor stores and bike shops, but shutter churches, synagogues, and mosques. Correct. Uh, and then uh, in, as part of the, uh, it was just a, pure, uh, a per, cur- per curium, I hate saying that, per curium opinion, just the majority of the court writing as a collective, but their opinion read to close, members of the court are not public health experts. And we should respect the judgment of those with special expertise and responsibility uh, responsibility in this area. But even in a pandemic, the Constitution cannot be put away and forgotten. Thank you. How refreshing. <laughs> I, there, There is no pandemic exception to the Constitution of the United States.
5: They could but have put that in the narrow margin there. leads me to believe that we're not going to have constitutional protections for long. And it's not really doing much to protect small businesses from shuttering. So... Okay. I'll,
0: t- I'll take the wins and I'll take the optimism where I can get them. And uh, we'll see if, if this is a court that is signaled it's interested in hearing gun cases for the first time in a long time. It's, it's a court that's signaled renewed interest in a lot of constitutional issues. So I, I understand if you don't have faith in them, but the, the, the court is one place where I, where I am holding out faith. We'll see if that is wise or not. <laughs> we'll see if we'll see if they betray me. They probably will. Andrew Cuomo uh called the called the court's decision moot and irrelevant he says that's because the restrictions applied within uh orange and red zones and the these religious organizations that suit him they're no longer in those zones so it doesn't even matter there's no effect sure it might not change the status quo on the ground right now but it does mean that cuomo won't be able to do this policy at least specifically in the future and no uh other governors won't be able to do that uh, uh either now of course will they be creative in trying to restrict you through other means of course but at least we have some definition on what they can't do in this context, and that is helpful. That brings us to Andrew Cuomo's ridiculous Thanksgiving press conference. Just like his uh, his colleague Gavin Newsom in California, many county sheriffs in New York refused to enforce Andrew Cuomo's orders regulating who and how many people can gather in private homes for Thanksgiving. I don't know if they arrested any grandmas or anything like that over the holiday, but uh, perhaps. Responding to those dissident sheriffs on Monday, Cuomo says these sheriffs who ignore his orders are acting as dictators they're the they're the dictators, and they're not law enforcement at all. He also spoke in this bizarre Orwellian language about how this is actually the most meaningful thanksgiving. This is the best Thanksgiving because we are showing the ultimate act of love by refusing to see each other have a listen
2: you have sheriffs upstate who have said i'm not going to enforce Uh, the law. I believe that law enforcement officer violates his or her constitutional duty. I don't consider them a law enforcement officer because you don't have the right to pick laws that you think you will enforce and you don't enforce laws that you don't agree with. That's not a law enforcement officer. Uh, That's a dictator. This is not a normal Thanksgiving. It's a better than normal Thanksgiving. It's a deeper Thanksgiving. It's a more meaningful Thanksgiving. Mariah loves me so much. She's not coming to celebrate Thanksgiving with me. That's how much she loves me. We have to get our head there.
0: Gotta get our head nope. there. Gotta we get there. Not kill
5: him. He needs to be killed. It's time. Like, <laughs> it was...
0: <clears throat> Offensively, Susan.
5: This is insanity. I will... Okay. Horseshoe here. But... I have found more meaning in my life since the pandemic. That is true. Um, I feel like people's bonds of family and community are stronger because the government has uh, systematically betrayed us. And I feel (laughs) like the impending societal collapse has made people more faith focused.
0: So that's a good outcome, but the reason for it happening is very dire. That, that's Yeah, fuck yeah. this
5: guy. You you, you yeah. think your grandma, your lonely ass grandma who's 90 and like can't go to the library anymore is, and is considering assisted suicide is super jazzed that her 25-year-old granddaughter is not going to take the risk to see yeah. her. No, she's devastated. And now she's going to die sooner than she would have because she has no social ties. And this is your fault. Oh, we Cuomo, all know. Yeah. Granddaughter.
0: We all know that if you hold off on seeing grandma this year, she 100% guarantees survives for next year. That's that's, that's certain. You you don't see but her this year so that you can has, hear her or see her next year.
5: Yeah. Quality of life has um is no no. They're not even factoring that into the equation. It's remarkable no. to me. Uh, to his
0: points on the law i I love how he gives us a constitutional lecture or a lecture about dictators an unconstitutional order isn't a law if you ordered a ban on speech from the governor's desk and the sheriffs didn't enforce it they'd actually be following the highest law otherwise known as the constitution which he claims to (laughs) reference but it's kind of seems a little off regardless what cuomo is demanding is not The enforcement of an actual law, according to the process, at least these orders were not passed by the legislature in New York. They were simply decreed. That is not the process by which we create law. I understand that the legislature punts authority to the governors, but that is not at least the spirit. That is not the the proper process through which we create law. And if you don't have the right to pick and choose which laws to enforce, I'm curious, why is New York state a sanctuary state? Why do they get to pick and choose those laws? Why do they issue driver's licenses to illegal immigrants in New York when there are federal laws against those people being present here?
5: And why did you have to quarantine before going into New York?
0: Yeah. Yeah. On these points on the family, um, even if I grant the preposterous notion, as we just mentioned, that staying away from family is somehow an act of love, uh, who should decide how families express love? Because in any other context, I'm told the government has no business in that relationship. And I generally agree. So why does the state get to dictate my love for my family in this context? I haven't heard an answer for that. Cuomo, you mentioned he virtue signaled about how he's not going to see his daughter, Mariah or whatever, this uh, Thanksgiving. And that's the ultimate act of love funny because the only reason we know about that is because he had previously mentioned that his Thanksgiving plans were to meet with his daughters and his mom and then he got a whole bunch of pushback for that and then he said just kidding we're not meeting it's not the ultimate act of love you guys just got caught and then you decided the PR of meeting up was too bad so you didn't there's no act of love here your act of love was to have a family dinner like normal people and by the way they probably did odds are do you think that they actually stayed apart on Thanksgiving
5: no of Hmm. course not I mean, they probably were very careful not to not to get caught, um, especially after this Gavin Newsom thing Um, like, okay, we'll practice more precautions and and not be photographed while we do this thing that we're telling everybody not to do. Uh, I
0: was uh, I was listening to our friend Frank of the Quite Frankly show subbed over the summer, of course, discussing this stuff on his show this week, and he had one of the best sounders I've heard in a while. This is a clip from a 2017 Cuomo press conference in which Cuomo said "This
2: I am black I am gay. I am disabled.
0: (laughs) I just love hearing that over and over again. But the context is actually I found the clip on Twitter. The context is Andrew Cuomo talking about how since. uh, New Yorkers are all one, that they're all identities mashed up together. That's the idea.
2: As a New Yorker, I am a Muslim. As a New Yorker, I am Jewish as a New Yorker. I am black. I am gay. I am disabled. I am a woman seeking to control her health and her choices, because as a New Yorker, we are one community.
0: Again, women, New Yorkers are women seeking to control their health care choices unless their coronavirus health care choices, in which case those choices will be dictated by Andrew Cuomo.
5: Yeah, then it's a public health issue.
0: Right, right. Uh, that sounder is. It's right up there with my favorite politician sounder of all time. That was Sadiq Khan at South by Southwest in 2018. Never Sadiq forget. Khan gay-muzzy.
5: is just a gay muzzy terrorist.
0: So Andrew Cuomo, has, <laughs> Andrew <Every> Cuomo <laughs> has officially joined the ranks of uh, of Sadiq Khan in uh, comedic out of context lines. Okay, uh, let's see. Let's close out with hoax hate and then we will get to chat and we'll call it a show. It is that time and now the nobody saw it happen but it's totally a product of trump's america hoax hate crime of the week ah shit it's backwards you think they'll notice in Westchester, Ohio, police are investigating the, uh, the same story we've seen many times lately. A family with Black Lives Matter and Joe Biden signs outside their house in their lawn. They received a mean letter in the mail threatening to shoot them and vandalize their property if they don't remove the signage.
3: When Mia Harlan's husband opened a letter late last week,
1: the way he responded, the way he acted, told me something wasn't. It wasn't
3: right. That's because this is the letter the Harlans say came in the mail. We've covered up racial slurs and derogatory We'll get language. to the specifics. Part of the letter reads, get the signs down or vandalism is on its way. And if you don't take that expletive down in a hurry, we'll be aiming at your house, your cars, and you. The Harlands have a Black Lives Matter flag and campaign signs for President-elect Joe Biden in their yard. They reported the letter to Westchester Police, and the township says this is being taken seriously and is under investigation. Stay
1: away from my family stay away from my property.
3: What else would they do? The Harlans say they are taking extra precautions to stay safe. And if anything, they're only going to put up more signs, hopefully educating neighbors mm. and their community <laughs> and promoting equality and understanding. If you don't understand the message here, then this is absolutely The thing that needs to be here. We did reach out to Westchester Township to request the police report in this case to get more information. A spokesperson for the township says that will be released sometime Monday.
5: My God, this mask wearing during news segments outside. Take off your mask, you (laughs) fucking faggot. Take it off. I can't (laughs) take this anymore. I'm losing my mind. How many times are we going to do the same hoax hate? Isn't this the exact same hoax hate we've done like a dozen times now?
0: It's lacking some originality, for sure uh the i I did look for the police report i could not find it they said it would be released monday didn't see it couldn't find it maybe it's out there however i had to see the original copy of the letter because i was curious what words were blurred i had to blur some of them myself but the original facebook post is still available do you want to do a reading on this uh we can't do the hard r's i know we want to be authentic but i don't want susan to take us out so uh hey n-word ass you think it's about time to take down those signs if not we'll do it for you can I say can I say that one you think
5: coon is that what it yeah, says
0: it, we'll do it for you coon ass that's a that's a uncommonly used one all right you might think twice and think quickly you ain't got much time here so if you don't take that shit down in a hurry we'll be aiming at your house your cars and you all caps take it from here
5: um after all the good things Trump did for you <laughs> Black bastards, and yet you voted for an ass. Yeah, a mind is a terrible thing to waste, but you ain't got no brain. There it is. Ain't got no brains.
0: Hmm. Get the signs down or vandalism is on its way. Soft N word, as in A S, not E R S. This is Westchester, not Avondale. That's apparently a Cincinnati neighborhood. I didn't know what Avondale is, but that's a Cincinnati neighborhood that's like half black, I guess. So keep your murderer types out of here. It was peaceful at one type or one time, but if those fucking signs ain't gone, you are going to be signed. Uh, is it actually, can I see the signature? Oh, a group of us just blocks away. You might not be able to see it on your screen, but that's uh, what uh, it, you mentioned. Um, Ebonics just slipping in there. <laughs> but do you think it's weird that they alternated between the hard R and the soft into the yeah. A? That's, that seems weird. Uh, I will. I don't have much more to say about this because I didn't get the police report. Apparently they did file one. So we shall see. But uh, as always, I have a little bit of doubt about this story. I have even more doubt about the second story, though. A man in North Little Rock, Arkansas, says he has placed an inflatable black Santa. I don't even think this Santa is that black. You be the judge. I'll show it momentarily. But an inflatable black Santa outside of his home every Christmas season for three years But this year was the last straw for some unidentified neighbor who wrote the man a mean letter as well.
2: I have this joy sign because that is what the holiday is. It's just a time for joy.
1: Chris Kennedy's excitement for the holidays is mirrored in his front yard. Every year he plants messages of hope and love on display.
2: Go ahead and
0: laugh. I want kids to smile. And
1: what puts a smile on many? <laughs> oh, I
0: will. But is that Santa? He just looks like a tan Santa. Almost like a Trumpy orange Santa.
1: Is that a black Santa? No.
0: Supposed to be. He's not that black, though. Anyway.
1: People's face is this eight foot tall black Santa that you can't miss along Crestwood Road.
2: I've done this every year. Haven't had any issues. <laughs> Until this Monday. <laughs> also, Along I mean, Crestwood Road. I've done this every year.
0: I don't want to laugh at stereotypes too much but he literally has a t-shirt on that says black father with a trophy okay
2: (laughs) (laughs) just want to point that out fair enough all right haven't had any issues until this monday Please remove your Negro Santa Claus yard decoration. You should not try to deceive children into believing that I am a Negro.
1: Kennedy received this letter telling him to remove his Santa and move out east with the rest of his kind.
2: Honestly, I was extremely angry.
1: Kennedy took his frustrations Mm -hmm. to Facebook and since then. Got home. Thank you. Dozens of people have been supporting him, even during our interview. Self-hating white neighbor. Sure, would just to let you know. I hope and pray that you do not take him down because she children around here need to Sounds see like him. It. Kennedy says he plans to keep Black Santa standing tall.
2: The children love it, and that's what Christmas is about. It's about children.
0: So I have my suspicions because that Santa doesn't look black. You would you would never drive by it and think that's a black Santa. I'm outraged. But uh, the letter you you have to read the full letter. I didn't gather it from the news story, but. The letter is written as though it is from Santa Claus and Santa is (laughs) mad that he's being portrayed as black. That's the way the letter is written.
4: Yeah.
0: As you heard in part. Please remove your Negro Santa Claus yard decoration. You should not try to deceive children into believing that I am a Negro. I am a Caucasian white man. A little redundant, but okay. I'm a Caucasian white man to you and have been for the past 600 years. Your being jealous of my race is no excuse for your dishonesty. You want to take the rest, or should I read it? Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, besides that, I guess it ends here. You are making yourself the laughingstock of the neighborhood. The letter also included a photo of a white Santa with two thumbs down. <laughs> I haven't seen that picture. Now here's where it gets interesting. Kennedy, the, the dad, the guy, he says that the letter was sent through the mail, through the postal service. It says quote, I saw that something was coming from the Lakewood property owners association, but I thought that was kind of odd. This I think is his homeowners association. He says there was a logo of the homeowners association on the envelope or the letter itself. The association confirmed to the news outlet that the letter did not come from them. The executive director of the association wanted to make it clear that they want Kennedy in the neighborhood. Not only (laughs) Uh did the uh association give him a membership, but stated their thoughts on whoever sent the racist letter quote. We don't want the people who wrote that letter in the neighborhood That's what we don't want. Well, you probably have to kick this guy out. This seems like an obvious scheme to frame the homeowners association.
5: Naturally to to
0: get something out of it, but it fell apart or go uh, fund
5: me incoming or something.
0: I haven't, I didn't have time to look if he has a fundraiser. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't see any mention in any, I did see a few reports on this. I saw no mention of police involvement. However, the letter is also not criminal. It's just expressing opinions. There's no threat.
5: Yeah. Yeah, that's
0: true. so. I don't. But really you probably know.
5: would want to do that in a hoax. That you wouldn't want to issue a threat because then police get involved. Right, this garners all the sympathy without and any you, of the consequences. Right,
0: you get all the praise, you get the news story, you maybe get the GoFundMe, whatever it is you want to do. You just make your homeowners association look bad. Now, here's what, in, in the possible but unlikely outcome: it's confirmed that this guy did it. Do you think that the homeowners association director said, we don't want people that wrote that letter in the neighborhood. Do you think he'll follow through on that and kick out this black guy or will so. he just forget,
5: <laughs> forget promptly already forgotten?
0: Oh, I can't, I can't believe it. Okay. As always, we will follow up if we learn more, but we will call that a show.
5: Catch My baby is having a meltdown downstairs. Okay. I wonder if the live chat can hear, me, can hear I, me. I guess I
0: just heard a little bit, but it's very soft.
5: Yeah, it's rough. They're having a rough time down there. So I'm going to fade her. Right. I'll be back up. Um, if you want to take some super chat.
0: Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll be here. Okay, guys. Thank you for your patience as always. Um, let's see. We are good over on DLive. Thank you guys for hanging out as always. Let me see what we got on, um, on Streamlabs. Got a few over here. Uh, Renicus says, I have to be an optimist and say that we will win either way. Trump gave us judges, tax cuts, miles of wall, and demolishing the media along the way. Joe will be either a puppet or so inept that he will get nothing done with an opposition Senate. And uh, if he is that bad, and if if they overplay their hand and try a lot of terrible things, I think you can count on more gains in Congress for Republicans or just not Democrats, which is my preferred party right now. Uh, And and that'd be something that would be great, too. So, yeah, I know that uh, the points for optimism are a little are in somewhat short supply right now, but uh, we got to we got to maintain them. So I appreciate whenever they are made. Radicus says. Also says, I will also say that the progressives and the corporate Democrats will have a civil war when there's no orange man to call bad. I imagine that poo flinging will start as soon as the fellating starts by the media as their audience checks out. Yeah, I wonder how long into the new Congress and, and the prospective Biden term, if that's what happens. I wonder how long into that before they 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 move on, because this is a party that is organized almost strictly around Trump hate. To your point, what are the establishment, corporate, whatever? What is the Nancy Pelosi wing of the Democratic Party, the old guard? And some of the people who are, in fact, more moderate, though, there are a few of them. What are, what, are, what do they have in common with the squad? The only thing they really have in common is hatred of Trump. When you remove Trump to hate. And the burden is on them to actually govern and get things done. Can they do it? Can they even work together? Uh, I look forward to finding out. And I think the answer is going to be a very convincing no. So we'll see. I won't comply, says coronavirus is a cult. Drink my elixir. Get out of your house and crowd in large groups. Um, I'm willing to try anything right now. (laughs) That's for sure. Thank you. For supporting the show. Crypto Crook says, Hi Matt and Blonde. Here are some shekels to keep your great show up and running. Always appreciated. Matt, you mentioned before that you have some bitcoins. It must be a good it may be a good time to sell some. Not sure if you were following crypto news, but BTC uh costs 18 and a half thousand uh these days, which I'm I'm not a I'm not a f I'm not super into crypto and Bitcoin, but as I understand, that's near a historic high. Topped out like three years ago, around 20k. So I don't. I don't actually hold that much Bitcoin, and the primary reason I hold Bitcoin is to. How do I want to phrase this? Participate in transactions that should be legal but aren't necessarily. No, uh, sorry. I mean, are definitely legal, and there's nothing odd about it at all. Um, <laughs> how, uh, there's nothing. Uh, to to be perfectly honest, in in the past, I have enjoyed sports betting. That's that's why. Uh, that's why I like crypto. And uh, the state of Montana has some problems with sports betting and, you know, probably said too much. But hey, uh, Governor Body Slam, come and get me for sports betting if you want. I I invite you to make the case, though. Maybe Jared Holt will do it someday. Maybe that's how I'll get my hit piece. Come and get me for sports betting through Bitcoin. I dare you. (laughs) Uh, Crypto Crook also says if you're going to sell your cryptocurrency, uh, I recommend uh, Binance US. They had the lowest fees in the market and it's the best exchange overall. Well, I I um the only thing I'll say on that is that uh Coinbase, which is a very common platform to use, they banned Blonde a few weeks ago. They just banned her outright and said you need to liquidate your or not not necessarily liquidate, but move your Bitcoin to another place. Cause we don't we won't host you here anymore. So I always thought that crypto in general was a safe place for anonymity and doing whatever the hell you want. It appears the virtue signaling has penetrated even into the crypto world i was very surprised to learn that canadian egg says my poli sci professor says he has no time for people that don't want lockdowns uh well at the time i have friends losing their businesses all over calgary we had class over google hangouts and i had to take my headset off because i was uh fuming mad yeah well uh No time for people that don't want lockdowns. Well, yeah, it's very uh, convenient when you work at a government subsidized, presumably, I don't know how the system works in uh, Canada, but if it's like the US, uh, the universities and colleges are so heavily government subsidized that they don't even have to produce marketable skills coming out of their schools because they can count on these shovels and uh, uh, wheelbarrows full of uh, government money coming in to support them. So it doesn't surprise me. It's sort of like a politician saying, I have no problem with uh, lockdowns because i'm not affected by them i would imagine that your professor has seen an exact uh, about uh, exactly a zero cent reduction in his pay due to lockdown so he he probably would say that but uh i I don't blame you for being mad maybe maybe you could talk to him but I, i don't know how that conversation would go all right hopping um over to youtube incompetent hands says matt's wedding was a rona spreader hearing catch the wind play uh made played made me choke up and feel all warm inside no homo I love you too blonde. Thanks for the sanity safe space best show on YouTube well thank you uh i was <laughs> i I was nervous I did get like a a potential red flag that that some of our wedding attendees may have had the rona, but that turned out not to be the case. So, so far, I am not aware of anybody who got sick at our super spreader event. And I'm very glad I was annoyed by all the Rona restrictions that were in place, but our event was kind of snuck in right before additional crackdowns happened. So all things considered, I'm thankful to have had our event right in the time when we did, because it would have been even more annoying had it been a few weeks later or potentially before Labor Day, because there were a bunch more restrictions prior to Labor Day too. So really between Labor Day and like November 1st, was the prime time to have a Montana wedding this year, unless you got married in like January or February, but in the Rona context. So we we fit it in about as well as we could. Marilyn Zagrai, thanks for supporting the show. Sorry if I mispronounced the name. Jonathan Herbert says, if you see 10 or more people at your neighbors for the holidays, I want I want you to pour a glass of milk, since milk is good for your teeth. You know what else is good for your teeth? Minding your own damn business. That's correct. <laughs> i've heard that one and i do like that line uh fair point son of the wolf says it's a great night i'm on the couch watching y'all and my girlfriend is cooking dinner life ain't half bad sometimes so have some shekels you low down no good money grabbers well that sounds like a great evening to me i hope i am so fortunate once the stream has ended uh all the best to you and your girlfriend thanks for tuning in daniel Kunkel says a judge in georgia ordered a freeze on dominion machines in the state prohibiting any wiping or resetting of the machines but reversed the decision an hour later the machines are now being quote unquote updated that is news to me uh, i i gotta see that but uh as as with everything else in this election sounds totally normal sounds like something i would never question if it happened to the other side sounds like uh something i think would happen in every election sounds like um uh, Everything is above the board. Everything is totally cool. Nothing to see here. Harv Prentice says, It's been about 100 years since the Spanish flu. In that time, our amazing medical advances have prepared us for COVID with the brilliant strategy of running and hiding in fear. Be not afraid. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. With all the advances in the world, medicinally, we haven't quite figured out out that one irrational fear of death and the way that humans will submit to abusive authority if presented what they believe to be a terrifying fear we'll have to figure out that one for sure nala black says mma is the most base sport on the planet dana white and colby covington are national treasures valentina shevchenko has booty for days and Amanda Nunes would smash Fallon Fox like a beer can. Well, I would like to see that. If a chick could actually beat up that dude, I would definitely tune in to watch. I'm not a great, uh, I don't I don't watch MMA. I don't watch a lot of fighting. I, I saw Twitter going crazy with, uh, I know it's not MMA, but like Jake Paul fought Nate Robinson in boxing. I don't even know that was happening. And I went on Twitter last night and saw everybody talking about it. Apparently Mike Tyson fought again. I'm way out of the fighting loop. I, I can't tell you much about that at all. Michael Adams says, Matt, would you be okay with women participating in men's sports if they could legitimately compete without having to lower standards for them? I get if, if that league wants to do that. But in general, I in general, I am not in favor of altering the rules to accommodate an incredibly rare exception. Women. I don't understand why that woman in that case couldn't just compete in women's sports. If she's a biological woman and she has female equipment and female hormones and a female body. Why not, why not dominate women's sports? If it was my league and I managed it, and I governed it, if I was in charge of the SEC or if I was in charge of the NFL and they did this in the NFL, I wouldn't, I I personally would not want that. Am I saying that well, I guess it's complicated with the with in this case, because those are government institutions too. So if you start messing with gender in those state schools, you do run into some issues. If they were all strictly private and they wanted to have their own private association rules, I have less of a problem with it. But, but yeah, in this case, we're talking about state schools, at least in the case of Mizzou. I don't know about Vanderbilt, but at least in the case of Mizzou. You do all that gender bending, you start running into weird complications, Title IX implications, denying people opportunity based on gender or forcing certain genders into certain places. I don't think we should be doing that. Constantine says, have you heard about the Department of Defense raid on a CIA server farm in Germany? I did hear about that, but then I heard it was I haven't looked into it. I heard that it was not true. I heard it was true. I don't know that much about it. So if you have a good link summarizing what happened, supposedly I heard that like dominion servers were raided by the U S military in Germany. That's all I heard. If you have a good link explaining that, please send it my way. Cause I have to plead ignorance on that one. Um, Redacted says when it came to Kavanaugh, one sworn testimony of a misbehavior 20 plus years ago was suddenly enough for investigations. They suddenly hundreds of sworn testimony is not evidence of anything. Yeah, I uh, hypocrisy point of hypocrisy taken on that one for sure. Uh, Absolutely. Thunderstorm says since the election system is rigged, we need to change our eagle to a banana holding maracas with its (laughs) with its peels someone wants to do that artwork i would like to see it of course uh listener frank reminds me uh that i need to change the stars on my flag in the background replace all 50 stars with uh 50 bananas maybe if i uh have the time i will glue some on there or repaint it or something like that mw says auburn coach mason was fired replaced by defensive coordinator as interim coach uh Coast, uh, are you talking about uh, Vanderbilt? Because we're not talking Auburn here. Or Who are we talking about? Maybe, I, I don't know. I, I don't follow the SEC, so I don't know who's... I'm talking about Derek Mason. Um, six seasons, 2014 to 2020. Or maybe we got the names wrong. Did he get fired earlier in the year? Perhaps. Derek Mason is, I guess, the former coach of vanderbilt university but i saw his name mentioned earlier maybe he was just interviewed maybe he was interviewed talking about this maybe that's why whatever the case we're talking vanderbilt and mr mason says this was uh by design exactly what he wanted to see exactly or exactly whoever the coach exactly what that person wanted to see from the female kicker and her kickoff Boogeyman 917 says cheers to my favorite podcast duo thanks as always For releasing the Kraken on a weekly basis. We do what we can, and thanks for keeping us in business. Always appreciated. Darlene Kate says, per Tatum report, the raid in Germany was a CIA facility, and some of our guys died. In my humble opinion, anyone involved is treasonous. Also, the raid carried out by the 503rd, a.k.a. Kraken. Hope you all had a great turkey day. Is that true? I don't, uh, let me uh, look this up. 503rd Infantry Regiment. Uh, They are an airborne infantry regiment of the army. Do they actually have a Kraken on their? They actually have a connection to the Kraken. I don't see it in the Wikipedia here, but it's possible. I don't know much about it, so maybe. Thank you for the uh, information. Darlene, and I uh, hope you're doing well. Robert Franklin says, nobody contacted, or nobody corrected you last week on how Trump wins through a contingent election. State House delegations vote, not the federal House of Reps. If the EC doesn't vote to certify by the 14th, the R's have the majority. Well, it it is the House. It's just that each state in the House gets a delegation. So whatever party controls that House delegation, they get one vote. It, it doesn't work like a traditional House vote, but I don't believe that we presented it as though it would would be a traditional House vote. It's it's uh, each House delegation, each state delegation in the House gets one vote. So it comes down to who controls what, what states exactly. Um, ben Weeks, uh, thanks for supporting the show. In, uh, Welcome back. Josh in Jesus, also thanks for supporting the show. President Meg Tama, doesn't matter who this election goes to at this point, we're heading for war. A Trump win would only delay the inevitable through watching the left meltdown, uh, though watching the left meltdown again would be fun. Uh, I don't think they would melt down in a comical way. If Trump was reelected, I am legitimately it was ben
5: weeks. I'm sorry. Ben
0: And uh, last one was president Meg Tama and I'm refreshing now. Yeah. If he pulls it off, uh, I, 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 sh- I, share your opinion. I'm hiding as though war is coming in that case. For sure.
5: Uh, sorry guys. My baby's having a rough, rough night. She just wants mommy. Um, Jason Umoto, uh, the needs of the many, the freedom of the population outweigh the needs of the few, the Marxism of the establishment. Yes, that's,
0: that's one way of looking that at it. Truth. Is there a um, higher need than freedom? That's a fair point.
5: No. Uh, oh, Am I muted still? No, you're good. Oh, okay. Needily um, says, you. hi guys, I was on the fence, but I've officially canceled my subscription to Daily Wire. Ben Shapiro uh, can ram a <laughs> fat kosher pickle in his tukis." He can get his money from Birch (laughs) Gold from now, gang.
0: Well, I I guess I'd be curious to know what what sent you over the edge, because I, you know, I I, I'm still a subscriber. I still highly value the the work being put out and I still listen to Ben on a daily basis. I know I've been abused. I, I, I have what's the syndrome where you love your abuser?
5: Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, I have
0: that, I guess. But uh,
5: with your abusive husband, Ben Shapiro.
0: Yeah, but I st- I still value the work. That said, you don't have to. I I just be curious. Uh, what was the final straw for you? I'd be interested in hearing. Now, and I, you know, we get uh, it's so funny you talk about this stuff, and you get so much Shapiro and Daily Wire hate, and then if I if I express even uh, an ounce of criticism for them, then I get people who love them getting mad at me for criticizing so imagine really, loving
5: ben shapiro Ugh.
0: well you know, um, imagine um imagine loving his abuse as i do
5: did i skip over a whole bunch of super chats
0: uh maybe did he did he chat twice maybe we missed some
5: oh no yeah it looks
0: like uh meg tama chatted twice so that's the trick Thank you, uh, for gentlemen
5: activists. Thank you for letting me know. Uh, the general public growing a healthy skepticism and distrust of our elections and government will eventually prove to be a good thing. If you haven't been listening to Michael Malice and Dave Smith, you should check them out. I do quite like Michael Malice. He's done good work on North Korea. So. Um, oh, this poor kid. Um, Esoterica Unbound says Biden did say they had the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization <laughs> in history. Yeah. For once, he was truthful and aware of what was going on around him. We can count on his handlers not to let that happen again um brendan I mcwalters st- I,
0: I know that's supposed to be just an old man slip i can't get over that one that one is so yeah, weird.
5: yeah i don't know i'd actually think that that was an old hmm. man brendan mcwalters a blonde's point about taking the fight to culture upstream of politics is a good point but demographics aren't on our side need to win the political fight in order to live to fight the culture war um hmm. that's definitely true i mean that's why trying to knock out them kids K two says Pennsylvania sent three million ballots. That wasn't the dispute. Rudy was comparing votes lodged versus ballots returned.
0: Votes lodged. What does that refer
5: to? Uh, votes lodged versus, or is it logged? I,
0: I I just need that that math explained it must to be me because because right? I'm not I'm not understanding what is what. Why, what is the discrepancy? The the terms uh, weren't really defined
5: to me. Votes logged versus ballots returned.
0: Okay, so he's saying that there's record of more vote, but that's not what he was saying at the meeting. He's saying more. He's saying there were more returned than were requested. This would be saying that there were effectively more votes counted than ballots returned, which could be the case. I don't know the math, but that to me wasn't what Rudy was saying unless I'm misunderstanding.
5: D. Benham says awesome Thanksgiving. All the relatives with cringe political beliefs stayed home in fear of the Rona. No name calling or soapboxing. Just love and appreciation. Hope you guys had a good one too. We did. It was I great. Suppose I suppose that
0: was a, uh, yeah, a great, a great side effect.
5: So many people at my house right now, <laughs> but so do, you, didn't
0: ha- you didn't have any like uh Rona fear mongers.
5: Oh no, they, they're not allowed to come over. Um, <laughs> Man, my poor baby. I'm going to have to, I'm going to do like 10 more and then I'm going to have to yeah, sure. call it a night because she's just freaking out. My poor husband. He's like, really frazzled (laughs) he's just down there like what do i do with this baby yeah um evan valenta had a nice thanksgiving with my immediate family it's our first one that we didn't spend with my grandma she passed away from als hopefully it's the start of a new tradition sorry to hear that
0: all all the best to your family i hope you had a good one and um and uh i'm sorry to hear about your grandma of course
5: rational orc dear black pill diary people think the apocalypse is an event in the future it's not apocalypse is a state of mind it's surrender to entropy and knowing immortality is the truest curse of all. Mm. That's black diary. A says, if um, quote, if you are to truly understand, then you will need the contrast, not adherence to a single idea to do. Otherwise is to make yourself a slave to your beliefs. To truly believe in an ideal is to be willing to betray it.
0: Hmm. Is this another mind comp quote. I don't know. Probably this one's, I, I feel like I need to, that seems a little bit above my head. Okay. If you were to truly understand, then you will need the contrast, not adherence to a single idea. Okay. So you can't understand an idea without understanding
4: right. something
0: that contrasts with it. I understand that. Okay. To do otherwise to is do to make otherwise. yourself a slave to your beliefs. Right. Cause you're not, okay. right. you're not doing the shopping. You're not comparing and contrasting your ideas with competing ideas. Got it. To truly believe an ideal is to be willing to betray it.
5: Well, I suppose because it, you're not mindlessly adhering to it. The
0: ultimate ideal in that case is the truth. The only the only ideal you wouldn't betray would be the truth itself. If you're loyal to the truth, you should be willing to be swayed when the truth presents itself. I I would think is the idea there, and of course I fully agree.
5: Um, understatement. If you believe the left cheated and is leading the U.S. to ruin, why let them win? The right is as illogical as the left. Fairness is a hindrance. Lose now and you lose forever. Stop having faith. Act. Yes, I I do believe that. However. I don't think that the left is is leading the U.S. to ruin. I think that that we have issues <laughs> that are kind of baked into the cake that have led to our ruin. I mean, in, including massive immigration, um, female suffrage, second wave, wave feminism. We have a lot of issues that are leading to our final ruin, and this is just kind of the last blow. I, I don't really think that we're going to be able to pull our country out of the tailspin, no matter what we do. Trump was the last hope. He was the last hope, you know, and that's, that's over.
0: And and if you want a society of rules, the inconvenient thing about rules universally applied is that sometimes they do work against you. That is the way that it happens. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that's right in this case, but I am saying that if I get too loose with the rules, especially if I start accepting lower burdens of proof to make huge changes, I grant that opportunity to my opposition as well and i'm very wary of a society where we all get to claim things happened without clearing certain burden of 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 clearing certain standards of proof and we get to just reshape society or or change outcomes based on allegation with questionable levels of demonstration is I'm I'm not saying that that's what this is. I'm saying I'm I'm just wary of opening that gate and saying if you question the election and you have a bu- and you have enough witnesses say that it happened, then it happened and you get to change it. Yeah. I understand but- the temptation, and I won't be mad if Trump is president, don't get me wrong, but that is a standard that is a recipe for conflict in the future, very bad outcomes. Mm-hmm.
5: William Buffington, it's not all delusion at business in Colorado. They'll fine your business into closing based on the actions of your customers. Uh, That's insanity. It's time to vote with your feet then. Uh, Why live in a state where you have those kinds of regulations on your small business? I know you're probably locked in, Hmm. but it's time to relocate to a freedom-loving place like North Idaho. Um, Laurel says i'm not a fan of d live but when you eventually get banned on facebook i'll watch you on d live because i had some serious beauty in the beta withdrawal this week your sandy safe space is a real thing are we on facebook
0: i think she means youtube because yeah i don't want to use facebook for the show at all
5: i was like Like, that's uh, news to me
0: (laughs) no i think she means youtube but if you had withdrawal from the call-in show come on that's not a real
5: you got a real problem laurel
0: (laughs) no uh Laurel, of course, is doing her own sanity safe space on Wednesdays and Sundays before our show. So as I was, I would always say, if you're looking for a fun place to hang out before we go live, check that out. And if you're looking for a fun place to hang out in our absence, which does occasionally happen, also check out Laurel's channel. And uh, and yeah, Laurel, thank you for uh, keeping Canadian business, uh, Canadian BBQ man in the fight, too. I appreciate that as well.
5: Austin Olson had a similar experience with a mask hole. (laughs) Ha. I was checking out my local home improvement store when I was 20 feet from leaving the store and some brown shirt employee told me to put a mask on. Yeah. It is your civic duty to tell these people to fuck right off. Just we fuck.
0: we were having this debate yesterday with what happened with us because we mostly just ignored the guy. And afterward, I thought, should I have really gotten confrontational with him? after After all, I just had like a $50 dinner between the two yeah. of us at this restaurant and he's harassing is probably too strong of a word, but he's kind of lecturing me and badgering me on the way out of the establishment. Should I've really been forceful with him? I basically just kind of muttered like, yeah, whatever. And ignored him. What do you no. think? Ignore or be get- forceful.
5: I mean, if somebody tells you to put on a mask, you already know that they're governed by cowardice. So I bet you could just push them over with a feather, but it's time to get in these people's faces and maybe have a physical altercation.
0: Like we're there. It- and it's very difficult. Cause I want to be clear about this. If I knew that it was the business owner's wishes, I'm much more sympathetic. It is their private property. However, I don't know who wants what. All I know is they put signs in the door that say the government decrees this. I don't give a yeah. shit what the government decrees. They're not the property owner and they're not me. They're not a party to this contract.
5: Yep.
0: So it's very difficult. Like If that is genuinely the, the business owner's wishes, well, that business sucks and I don't want to go there. But I don't know what those businesses are anymore. It's all very frustrating.
5: Yeah. But the businesses them, themselves need to be engaging in civil disobedience. There is this store that I used to love called All Things Irish in Coeur d'Alene. and mm. it is the only place that I have walked in, and they've been like, "We require a mask." And I told the I've spent a bunch of money there, and I told her like, "I will never come back here. Yeah, I'll never come back here." And she like she couldn't believe it.
0: What'd um, you say? She said, "Okay." I mean,
5: just, what she was just like, you know, we we have masks. Like, just just put on a mask. It's just our, it's just our policy. And I was like, listen. I get it. Never. So yeah, Coeur d'Alene, all things Irish. Don't go there because of their mask mandate. You heard that um,
0: she's calling for everyone to raid the maskless. Actually, she wants a whole army or
5: raid the maskless. I know this is, <laughs> this is so absurd, but at this point we should have a coalition of businesses that are like, fuck this. I'm not doing this anymore. And I, I frequent businesses, even if they have a mask mandate that do not enforce it. Yeah. Um, but I will not, I will not wear one. I don't even have one in my car. Under no circumstances am I wearing a mask. I went to it's the
0: uh, I went to the tire shop last Monday to get my winter tires put on. And uh, when I got there, I realized like, oh, damn, I don't even have a mask anyway. Like I didn't even have one in my car. Like yeah. I said, my strategy is to go buff around the neck. And if they really push it, fine, whatever. I need my tires changed. Yeah. So I go in there with nothing on, but I get to the door and they got one of those signs that's like, our wonderful government has decreed you must put on a face diaper but we aren't permitted to ask you about exceptions under HIPAA laws and the fourth amendment of the constitution. So do whatever you want. And I was like business earned. I might buy a new set of tires, even though I don't need them, but I will certainly be back every single time.
5: Um, Johnny Ringo says 12th generation American, all with blonde hair, one with blue eyes, two with heterochromia, blue and green eyes. That sounds pretty Aryan to me. (laughs) Derek Finley says lamestream media is in full effect with Biden's leg. He wasn't playing with his dog. He only knows <laughs> he only plays with uncomfortably nervous young kids. I bet he broke <laughs> it trying to run the math on the PA election. Yeah. Oh, wow. Really. That's a good it's like him slipping over a banana peel cartoon style. Um, Achilles. <laughs> yeah. It's been a crazy few months. Couldn't donate. Take some overtime bucks. Thanks for the Sandy safe space.
0: Oh, I well, thank, thank you. you. And, uh, I'm glad to hear that, uh, it's weird to say that like overtime is a fortune in this context. You know what I mean? But anytime someone is working uh, in in that plentifully, that's a thing to celebrate. So thank you for uh, supporting the show as well.
5: Um, Esoterica unbound Our allegedly Republican government went full fascist.
0: Fouchist. fouchist?
5: (laughs) A little prick this past week stating that, uh, is that what the, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, there yeah. is no constitutional right to walk around without a mask. Um, he also started using the state police for to enforce his BS. Am I illiterate?
0: This is Larry Hogan in Maryland. I, I wanted to talk about him, but I had to cut it for time. He 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 did this press conference saying, "Yeah, you don't have a constitutional right to walk around without a mask." Well, I guess I would ask, uh, do you have a constitutional right to walk around
3: mm-hmm.
0: uninterrupted? Do we can can the state actually confine you to your home if they want? and they confine you to a cell if they want, where does this logic end? Yeah. Hmm.
5: Yep. Um, President Meg Thomas said, wouldn't the needs of the many be the millions who need to earn and lead their lives as opposed to the needs of the few who might die of COVID? Yeah. That's yeah. an excellent argument as well. Even, even um, if you accept
0: the logic, it doesn't really hold.
5: Well, I'm going to duck out and save my husband from this hell that I've created for him. <laughs> All Thanks right. For watching the baby. Uh, thank you guys for understanding, you know, new mother, new mother stuff. I really appreciate it. Oh, and I did want to tell the audience that my baby was baptized today into the Catholic church. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank That's you so awesome. Much. All right, see you guys on Wednesday.
0: Yep. We'll see them. Okay. Thank you guys for your patience. We'll uh, read the rest and close out here. Jason. Umoto says the, uh, the needs of the many freedom of the population outweigh the needs of the few, the Marxism of the establishment. Oh yes. This is where we left off previously. So, uh, Vilmer Edmund says, lol, imagine living in a country where people wear masks in Sweden. It's very rare and people are eating out as usual. And we still have less deaths than the U S even States with the same density. Sweden is going to be a very interesting case. Sweden was much maligned in the early stages of this because they had death rates that were higher than the other Scandinavian countries, though not necessarily other European countries. And, uh, yeah, the question is like, Did Sweden have its wave and will that be it? And will other countries catch up to Sweden? I haven't looked at the data recently, but last I saw Sweden's data, maybe a month ago, it was a curve in the spring, much like New York or other states, though not on that scale, but a big curve up and then a big curve down and then nothing, especially in deaths. I think they're averaging zero a day or one a day, something like that. Cases have slow uh, or maybe cases have increased in Sweden. I don't know. You could tell me. But Sweden will be interesting to compare in a year's time, two years time. We will see if the outcomes were drastically worse in that irresponsible and reckless Sweden. Or if you got basically the same outcome, it was just a question of when. And I would be betting on the latter if I was making a bet. Jordan Rankin says the projection uh, is off the charts. Is off the charts on dictator Cuomo for calling out sheriffs for refusing to enforce unconstitutional mandates, because they are just supposed to blindly enforce the law. Yeah, I mean the hypocrisy in 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 what he was saying in so many different ways in that press conference is beyond belief. But don't don't forget that's an Emmy winning performance. He was asked about that. He won an Emmy for how fantastic his coronavirus briefings are. Guy says if it. It would have been preferable if the court would have worked out a compromise. Churches can stay open, but synagogues and mosques can say can stay closed, maybe forever to slow the spread. Okay, all right, all right, wise guy, you're you're wise guy. You're not just guy. I I see you. Peter R says, "I love your uh, positive messaging during all this crap." As you say, don't turn into the left, bitter and twisted. I've been doing strength training and uh, for mental health and for defensive purposes, Susan. Well, thank you. I know it's been, I'm, I'm fully aware it's been a negative time since the election. I don't want to come at you with a falsely rosy picture of what's happening because I think there are very se- serious negatives in play, both in how the election played out and how it's being challenged in court. I think there are serious flaws in both of those things. I don't want to come at you with doom and gloom because... I don't want people to give up. I think that the ideals of this country are worth fighting for, and I wouldn't want to be part of a production that encourages us to turn our backs on that and accept defeat. So I'm trying to trying to be objective. I'm trying to analyze what is bad while maintaining hope for what can be good. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Darlene Cates says, Many countries have laws against having only one of a herd of animal because the stress put in the, on the animal. Humans are essentially a herd animal. We need other human contact for a multitude of reasons. That's interesting. I was not aware of that, but that does make sense. In some ways, are we, tre- are we treating human beings worse than we would treat animals by law? Maybe the case could be made. Plum Logan says, Black Santa is the excuse you use when you can't afford to get your kid a bike <laughs> for Christmas. Ooh. <laughs> or maybe the bike was stolen. The The bike that you got for Christmas was stolen. Thanks, Plum Logan. Russ says, what kind of dog broke Joe's foot? Yeah, I don't know. Did he do a juke move? Or did the dog break the foot? Did he break the foot chasing after the dog? Not yet explained. Swiftner Braveheart says, Matt, I missed most of the show and we'll catch up on it tomorrow. Did you uh, did the video links I sent you come through Walmart management and police refused me access to essential goods over a mask this Wednesday? Um, I didn't. uh, I I haven't talked about that on the show. I'm way behind on my emails just because of the Thanksgiving holiday, but I'm going to start getting back into them tomorrow. So I will see it. Uh sit tight and I will have a look probably starting tomorrow morning. Thank you for and thank you to your patience for uh, for your patience to anybody who's been emailing me. Uh sometimes it's nice to be away from politics and away from the quote unquote business for a few days, and that's exactly what I've been doing up until uh today, from Thursday through Saturday. C says Have you guys thought about investing in any cryptocurrencies? My opinion is the entire crypto market will skyrocket soon. And I recommend XRP, XLM and ETH. If you want to start somewhere. Yeah. Like I said, I've dabbled in crypto most, not for investment reasons, but just because occasionally people send some our way and my way. I mostly am out of the crypto market, except for, like I said, arenas in which the crypto market is very useful. So I haven't considered it for investment purposes, but these days, um, it's wise to diversify your assets in any way that you can. And I certainly I don't I don't have a lot of faith in the dollar and cash assets, so might be wise to put some put some savings elsewhere if uh if the opportunity arises. Thank you for the insight. Citizen 7 says, "I hope Biden's walking boot includes an ankle bracelet. He might need it soon." Yeah, we'll see. Although, I don't know. Will he end up in jail before he's dead of natural causes? Who knows? Josh in Jesus, uh, why did you guys delete my super chat? We didn't. If it it got deleted, it was Susan. We don't have the power to delete them. Only Susan does. But Susan is awfully, uh, she likes to censor these days. So I'm sorry to, uh, I'm sorry that may have have happened to you. Esoterica Unbound says, Blonde, you are mistaken about the overlords not giving consideration to QOL issues. Oh, quality of life issues. The quality of their lives is always highly valued. It's only quality of life of the uh i don't know what this says but the rest of the peasantry i assume that can be sacrificed for the greater good yes quality some quality of life is more equal than others definitely point taken late to the party says i believe the betray an idea ideal quote is from star wars knights of the old republic given by Kreia." well if it's from that game that game is one of my favorite video games of all time and it still holds up if you're into uh rpgs and star wars and amazing plot twists in movies or video games or anything knights of the old republic is an awesome game so but isn't Krea? isn't she in the second game i have to it's been so long since i've played them if she's in the second game and the second game kind of sucked or sucked comparatively but uh you know it's still it was still a great game and still a good series so whatever good good enough Uh, Refresh. I think we're close to finished up on YouTube. Yeah, Uh, we'll check out DLive looks good. Thank you guys. And we'll refresh Streamlabs and we will call it a night, guys. Uh Hypnagogic Monk says, Matt, not sure I'm doing emails correct. Sent to both addresses the origin of non-scientifically based lockdowns. God bless to both of you. Um, yes, if you sent it really recently, like I said, it's just because I'm behind on emails, so I will see. Uh I'm usually on top of my emails, so you know, my address is public. You're welcome to send things my way. I'm I see pretty much everything. I don't necessarily respond to everything if it's just a link, but you can you can count that my eyes will see it and I will uh Make note of it. So anyway, thank you guys for uh, hanging out with us and trying to make sense of yet another crazy week. I hope that all of you had time to step aside from the political chaos and enjoy time with the people who really matter. Friends and your family. And to just enjoy something away from the insanity for a minute. I know I did and I appreciate Uh, all of you for making that possible for me and my family and my friends. Of course, thank you kindly for hanging out with us live. If you're listening later on demand on YouTube or on D live or on Bitshoot or wherever you're catching the show, thank you kindly as well. If you're looking for more of the show, uh, we do have additional stuff up on the audio platforms, including replays of the Wednesday night call in show. You can always email us. That's beauty the at gmail.com. We'll be back next Sunday, because if it's Sunday, sorry Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is Beauty and the Beta. Have a great night.